Yes, that's right, listeners. It is time to tune in for another Flight Casual. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about the epic film sensation Austin Powers. And I promise I won't be doing poor Dr. Evil impressions the entire time. But stay tuned and welcome back to another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Oh, yeah. So, Mike. Yes. Everything's working fine now? Um, yeah. I think so. As expected? Um, I mean, yeah. you're not a young man anymore, so no one was surprised to hear, but it's all functional again? <laughs> um, to my knowledge, it is, yes. Okay, good, good. That's good to hear. I mean, I don't want any more detail than that, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're on the up and the up. The up and up, okay. Mostly. <laughs> Apparently, I've got to listen to the last up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's up to you. You've only got so much time left. <laughs> Spend it wisely. Yeah. Aww, almost yeah. dead. Yeah, dude. Man, what is going on lately with all of the stuff that I have to airplane consume? Food? Oh, okay. yeah, there's What's a lot. The deal? Yeah, with airplane food. <laughs> no, Who you're likes right. This stuff. Who are these people? You're right. I'm consuming more now than I have in a long time. Lots of airplane food. A long food. time. And yeah, consuming the, lots of it. The problem <laughs> so is so many peanuts. That might be why he was, you know, pew. Yeah. Um, I feel like Garrick and Howie have been watching so much crap, dude. Well, Garrick and Howie are always watching. They always have crap to watch. That's uh, <laughs> all I watch is crap. Yep. <laughs> I the the problem is we're right at that point where the e brakes they're about to rip the yep. e brake on us. Yeah, every, everything's coming to an end, and it's going to be like, thank Aww. God, there's eight thousand Christmas movies to fall back yeah, Christmas on. Christmas and Halloween, and Yellowstone. And, and Yellowstone, oh, right. Yellowstone starting up. What? Yeah. Huh? Actually, there are a couple more things about to drop that are big on our list, but Yellowstone's the only one that I'm remembering because Howie just said it. That's right. But I, I know colloquially. <laughs> By the way, Yellowstone prequel, 1923. Eight. Oh. Timothy Dalton, baby, on board. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. T. Daltz. T. Daltz. You think he gets stabbed with a church steeple? <laughs> <laughs> Best Timothy Dalton ever. Was in Hot Fuzz, absolutely. Oh, I don't know. I liked his James Bond. James Bond. I, you know, you've always said that, and I've always disagreed with you. But I'm probably ready to come around on that. Because, I like him. They're kind of. Well, he was more playful. He was. He was playful. He wasn't. I, I don't know. I think. I think he was a good middleman between Roger Moore and and Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He kind of. Mm-hmm. He kind of melded those two eras together. Yeah. I mean, I loved Roger Moore. That yeah. was that was my Bond growing up. Oh yeah, me you know, too. You always, oh, yeah. you always like sure. Bond. Oh yeah, but those movies are objectively pretty terrible. The the, they can be hit and miss. <laughs> some, and of the are, 70s some of them, some of them are pretty good, but 80s. yeah, oh yeah. Some which was the, which is the one with the ski the 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 ice skater the figure skater and they're at the Olympics or something like that up in the Alps or something. I think there's like four Roger Moore. In the Alps. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say which Alps because you started saying that. And oh, I was like, oh, wait, that's was, Pierce Brosnan, isn't it? It wasn't. Uh, which one? Uh, Paul McCartney did the theme. That's um. Oh my God! Live and let die. I think is, is that the one. It might be Live and Let Die. I'm not even sure if I've seen Live and Let Die. Or if I have, it's been a long time. Again, it was the only one we owned. Well, there if was it one was, in fact, so you've seen, seen that a hundred times, right? 
There is one where he's skating and then or skiing, and then there's one where he's snowmobiling. And there's probably other ones. I, oh my god! I honestly couldn't tell you which one he's doing in this movie. <laughs> I, I think Living Daylights with Timmy Dalton. There was some skiing and snow. Mobiling. They've done that more than once. You think? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute! Don't tell me he carries hey, a pistol. And one of them people. was on a space shuttle. <laughs> oh yeah. One was on a space station. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh my it's true. And one was a space station breaker. called a Moon Death Star. Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Darth. <laughs> yep. Welcome back, ladies and germs. Hey. The fly casual. I am your basement proprietor, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Across from me is the uh, newly virile uh, Michael J. Archibald. That's right. Yeah, band's back together tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. us. Oh, okay. All the members. <laughs> All the members. <laughs> so many more jokes like that. So many puns in that are going to be probably incorporated into this episode. Yeah. That I have no idea, and I'm just going to be sitting here like, what? Well, I just mean because, you know, we're, we're talking what? about Austin Powers, gold member, all that. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. gotcha. has yeah. nothing gotcha. to do with you, Mike. <laughs> across uh, from Mike over there, or Mike to Mike's side, I'm across from Mike. Yeah. Next to Mike, Master Control, Stephen J. Howie. Well, I think what really helped Mike was the fact that he found his Swedish pump. Yeah. I, I swear it's not mine, it's baby. It's not my baby. <laughs> so <laughs> it's this kind of thing really isn't my bag. <laughs> Austin, One book by Michael Archbold and titled Swedish Made Penis Pump and Me by this Austin. This sort of this thing, sort of is, thing my bag, is my bag, baby. By Austin Danger Powers. <laughs> oh man, so much more of that to come. Speaking of that <laughs> cross the pot and down a few minutes. How do you know? Garrick, oh. not Jay Hardy. Hey, penis. Hey, right? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Master of subtlety. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Nailed it. Wieners. <laughs> Tallywhackers. Bits and Tally pieces. Work. Wedding tackle. <laughs> my wedding tackle. My wedding tackle. <laughs> Twigs and, and berries. Twigs and berries. <laughs> my Bobby Danglers. <laughs> I don't know if he actually said that or not, or if I'm just pulling that out of. Uh, yep. Well, that was a bad phrasing for however I was going to say whatever I was going to say. So I'm just going <laughs> to drop it right there. We are talking about the entirety of the Austin Powers phenomenon that swept the nation Whoa! from the mid 90s well, to the early least, aughts. At least the three movies that were released. Well, there was also the MTV special that aired before the first movie came out. And there is the Austin Powers 4. I have four no that idea what that is. What did they make it? Or did you just make that up? There was what, huh? Huh? What was, he's what was said? Again. I, he I, said there was a fourth one we never got to see. Oh, there's been. Oh. Dis- I believe it was called the Love Guru. There's- and be glad. <laughs> <laughs> there's been discussion of a fourth one. We can get into that. You know what? I would love to see an Austin Powers movie in today's sensibilities. How far can it go? But we're gonna go. Ah, too many of them are gone now. We're gonna go balls deep. We're going to go balls deep balls on deep. that. Balls deep. So in the meantime, however, uh, what episode are we? 356? 357? Is it the Magnum episode? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's not Magnum. No. Yeah, that, that would be 007. Normally, I look this up. Donald Magnum P.I. Produced by Donald P. Belisario. <laughs> I live in Hawaii. <laughs> well, we can That's, see how many we've posted, and then we have to add two. And then add two. 
Yeah. You guys did two last week? It's so important. The listeners uh, are not going to yeah, listen to anything until we tell them what episode number are, it is. Uh, Even though it'll probably say on the episode. Last one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 353. So 350. 355. Uh, we are two away from our magnum no, opus. No, we're, we're at 356. It was 356. This is 356. So that means next week is our magnum opus episode. Oh, there we go. Just bum, 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 bum. Have to rename Thank it. Thank you, Garrick. Anyway, that's got to be our opening tomorrow. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Did you say tomorrow? Be... I'm not going to be here tomorrow. No, next week. Yeah, you are. Totally next week. Next week. That's what I meant. Not yes. at all. An next, hour and a half. Two next hours week. from now. Week. Week. Yeah. We got to keep the illusion up. <laughs> that's right. But what hey. illusion? Before we get into that, I imagine well, there probably it's be hard for you to keep things up, but that's okay. <laughs> we probably have some. We do have some news. News. Yeah, big news today. Are you I was me? like making eyes at Mike trying to get a signal. News. And Mike was just making eyes back. News. Well, boys, now, sad news today. Now that everything's working, he was making eyes at you again, Howie. Sad news yes. today from the world of Harry Potter, my friends. <gasps> Robbie Coltrane. Oh, AKA, I didn't know. You hadn't heard this? It's no, been all over the dude, internet I all day. Been, like, although I have been working, my internet has been so bad, you could consider me off grid. It's not like I could browse and work at the same time. I needed every last kilobit per second committed to my job <laughs> because I was working off in the boonies oh, on a hotspot. I had no clue. Yeah, everybody's favorite half job. The blue Taggart. Robbie Coltrane. Please, jazz person. Uh, if you're referring to John Coltrane, he was a saxophonist. Saxophonist. Yeah, jazz and blues. Not man. a blues singer. Yeah, man. That was sad there's to hear a, today. There's a Coltrane that did that uh, one song, too. That's Coldplay. I think that's Roscoe P. Coltrane. I think you're thinking of Coltrane from Gears of War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are, like I said earlier, at the same level of you know what. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that upsets me. Yeah, I, sad. you know, the funny thing is, we were just talking about Bond. We we're just talking about James Bond. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane right. yeah, yeah, in, was yeah. the Russian arms dealer. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, and uh, in a couple of Goldeneye. the films, Goldeneye, Goldeneye and sure. I think he was in. Was it? Uh, what was the one with? The, the, it was the one after Goldeneye. I think he was also in. I don't remember uh, what the name. Only was. lived twice. That could something? be it. I don't Die Another Day came after that. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid and Harry Potter, dead at seventy. I mean, did you watch the Her- the HBO Harry Potter reunion special? No, I have not seen that yet. He was one of the only older cast members that was on it because it was done during COVID when they were keeping all the olds locked up tight. And it, I mean, he didn't he he didn't look healthy. It, really? He, yeah, and there was a somberness to him as well. Well, they say, according to CNN, uh, and this is as we record, uh, this just happened today as we record, so no oh. details on the cause of death were immediately provided, so uh, Dude, not I much don't, information I don't even yet, need but yeah, I, I, yeah, use your imagination. Dude, Robbie <laughs> Coltrane, international treasure. That man yeah, was so dang likable on screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's, that hits me in the feels right there. Yeah. Yeah, you always hate to... Blessing me noses, mummy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love me and my rock. Actually, well, we had some uh, some more deaths this week too. Oh no! What? I'm not ready. But didn't Murder She Wrote? Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, Angela Lansbury's. Yeah, I'm Ms. never going off grid again. <laughs> Mrs. I Potts. can't lose Angela Lansbury and Robbie Coltrane in the same week. <laughs> What's next? 
Professor McGonagall? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I'm opening my mouth. I haven't uh-uh. even recovered from the last Downton Abbey movie where she died in the movie. I am still emotionally recovering from that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't. I Yeah, if Maggie Smith. Yeah, are you thinking of Maggie Smith? I am. No, Maggie not Smith. Maggie Smith. I know. No, I said oh. Angela Lansbury. I know. Who we're okay. I'm just saying, who's the third? There's always three, right? Oh, no. The old the old celebrities die yep. in threes because give it, a, give it a week. All you have to do is look at the list of celebrities that died. Pick any random number of days and go look three of them. But still. Yeah, these are yeah. both people that I liked a lot. Angela Lansbury, you haven't definitely haven't seen much of her in a long time. She's pretty. She was Shoot, I think I think the last thing I saw her in was like the uh, when they filmed the stage production of Sweeney Todd. And uh, and she played the part what was played by the other Harry Potter lady in the movie. <laughs> oh, the 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 meat pie lady. Yeah, the worst pies, pies in, London. in London. That's right. Yeah, yep. She was really good in that. That was very different from the Tim Burton one, but still Sweeney Todd. I like the Tim Burton one. Also, I recently watched the episode of The Office where Andy was in Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, yeah. Sweeney Todd is everywhere for me right now, y'all. Everywhere. It's hot. It's really hot. It's trending on your tw- your my mental Twitter, my brain self. Twitter, your brain Twitter. Yeah, I don't have a real Twitter's no more. Yeah. I I junked it. You did? Yeah, you I, got rid I, of I it? technically actually I didn't just walk away from it because I always walk away from it, and then every two months I'll tweet once. Yeah, I, but I just decided to just deactivate it completely. I was gonna say if I hop on, it's usually to post stuff to fly casual. I don't. Yeah. I, just, I don't scroll for news or anything anymore on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, their algorithm is trying to engage me by pissing me off most of the time. And I don't, I, I guess that works on people, on, on a lot of people. It doesn't yeah. work on me. It turns me off. And I, no, yeah, I agree. I, I am the guy who unsubscribes from subreddits mm. ad nauseum. Like I'll sign up and like I'll, I'll be, I'll be part of a subreddit for like a year. I'll follow it. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be just two annoying threads in a row. I'm like, you know what? No. Yeah, right. Maybe I'll come back later. But <laughs> yeah, <I'll>... right. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. No more deaths, Howie. Yeah. Like, yeah, Howie, stop killing people. Yeah, you are yeah. straight up murder. She wrote hey, me. I am. I am. I adhere to the faceless God. <laughs> Howie guy. has a Howie has a death note. Everybody. No, no. <laughs> Quit writing people I like in it. <laughs> Make me the third. A, he's watching a yeah. lot of old sitcoms, and he's like, "Yeah, yes." <laughs> In fact, I just wrote the people Corey likes. Yeah, you just, and you, you know, we're all wrote, still here. We're not dead. So. On the upside, most of the people I like are dead, so you have to work really hard. You just, you just wrote murder, and then she died. Oh, murder, murder, murder. She wrote. What else going on, news, Mike? Almost worked. That's all almost, I had. That's good. Isn't that enough? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Who else you want to kill off, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Mike, what are you what are you trying to do to my how about, uh, how about PayPal? For Maggie Smith? You're you gonna kill in. off Mr. How about, we, how about we kill off PayPal? <laughs> PayPal's trying hard enough to kill itself. You don't have to kill it. <laughs> PayPal. They're working long and hard at murdering themselves. So hey guys, I mean we're talking about Austin Powers, but I think it means it's time for the pork and spite of the week. Oh <laughs> he's back. Baby. He back, baby. I don't know if y'all know this, but Mike Meyer, the dude will play the Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Also, you know, writer, producer, director, kind of person on the films, you know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, his chair didn't say Mike Myers. You know how they put the name on the chair? Oh, yeah. It didn't say it. Oh, what did it say? It said, Sir Stinky Bottom, Viscount of Stinkvania in the Potomac Empire. (laughs) (laughs) I read that somewhere. That was funny. That's, I, I don't know what that's a reference to. A, a tidbit Maybe of you knowledge. Is it me? Potomac or Botomic? <laughs> I'm not sure. Probably Potomac. Potomac? Potomac? Botomic. Like Potomac? Potomac. Like the Potomac. Why wouldn't it be Bottoman? Like the Ottoman. Oh, the Bottoman. Bottoman. Yeah, the I almost wonder if that's like a misprint. That. I wonder if Porkins Kid just fake newsed us. Yeah. I don't know. Porkins I know. Kid. Misinformation. PayPal's coming for you, buddy. I want my billion dollars. <laughs> that's right. Hey, guys, it's time to talk about some. Austin Powervich. Oh, oh wow. So, Mike. Yes. I was really, really glad to hear about you going off to Tijuana for to have them make your wiener work again. Because <laughs> when we were going to record this episode last, I had not had time to sit down and watch, rewatch, rewatch the well, Austin now, Powers. Now movies. you've been able to do that. I watched all three of them in one day. Wow. Because Ooh. I had time. <laughs> well, I was actually very busy that day, but like. While I was working that day, I had it playing in the background if I wasn't in a meeting because that would get me fired probably by today's (laughs) sensibilities. And uh, also, um, like, at the end of the day when I was done doing hard manual labor and I was exhausted, I just literally laid down on the couch and vegged out to the Austin Powers sequels. I've seen these movies. I only watched one of them. I only watched it in preparation for tonight. I watched uh, Spy the Shag Me. That's probably the one I've watched the least. Oh, you the watched years. the worst one. Great, Mike. I I would I would disagree with that assessment, Garrick. <laughs> no, oh, you're wrong. Oh, snap, diddly dog. <laughs> oh, dude, are you kidding me? The second no, no, one. No, 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 no. No, save this. No. We'll save it. You're objectively okay. wrong. We have to tell everybody. By every measure ever. We have to tell everybody the entire plot of all three films so they understand. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, not really. These well, are movies Garrett that do. you start from the beginning, Garrett. Go scene by scene. Hey. I'll, I got a I got a trivia question up. for you. Do you have a haiku for all three? I got a trivia question. Oh yeah, we need limericks. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I got a trivia question for you. Uh, what movie? Three. Did did Mike Myers Wait. do a Scottish accent? Say the word donkey, and had the song "I'm a Believer" in it by the Monkees. All three. I'm gonna say so. I married an axe murderer. Incorrect. Aww. I think most kids would say Shrek. I think most kids would say Shrek. But say Shrek, that is incorrect is why because although in Shrek, Mike Myers does a Scottish accent, says the word donkey, yeah. and there is I'm a Believer, it's by Smash Mouth. Oh, truth. Because I'm a Believer by the Monkees yeah. was in the second Austin Powers movie where Fat Bastard talks about a donkey at one point. <laughs> and when I'm rewatching, that immediately just stood out to me. I'm like, he's a Scottish accent. He said donkey. donkey. And I'm a believer was in this movie earlier. That's right. It's you're practically right. in the Shrek universe. The Shrekiverse. The Shrekiverse. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So there's that. So, uh, yeah, probably no need to really get into the plots other than. I think that I think I think more importantly, knowing that this film is about a. It mm, what what's your elevator pitch for describing Austin <laughs> Powers? You know, 
Um, all right, so it's like Bond, but it's way more 60s than Bond. Yeah. And ridiculous. Right. And we're going to lean into all the British well, and like sexy well, we go, stereotypes. Go to the future. I would say. In the 60s. Yeah. I mean, I would say. I mean, the first one touches the on first the, one. the first one I would say is almost a in, pure. In the, the 60s. Then we go to the future. Yeah. The first one is, is a pure parody, I think, of not just spy genre films from the 60s, but the 60s in general. Yes. Yes. Like from from the from the Bond movies from the sixties to like laugh in. To yeah, yes. All the bumpers were like Everything. straight up laugh yeah. in bumpers. Like all mm-hmm. the, the styles and the colors and the Suck it to me. The the music, yeah. everything. I mean, even the, the women original with, with like stuff written on them in grease paint. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Which <laughs> yeah. by the way, that opening scene at the I'm gonna get this wrong, but the psychedelic shagadelic swingers club or whatever yeah, at the beginning of the first called, one. Yeah. <laughs> The Pussycat Swingers Club. A lot of vagina. The, the scene where the girl, where it's Andy Warhol, and he's painting the girl, and, and yeah. it, it zooms out, and like there, it's all the stripes, and he's painted her, and she's on the floor, basically blending into the floor. Mm-hmm. That that scene, well, and, and you got to remember that that first movie was a budget of like $16 million. Really small budget. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they said that they went way over budget on just that scene because it was so expensive <laughs> to get it all perfect and and nobody step on it and all yeah. that stuff and everything and and they said they went way overboard but they thought that the effect was so cool that really you know it it brought you into that period better yeah. than any other shot oh, I in mean, that Andy scene. Warhol stands out yes, for anybody right. that recognizes Andy Warhol it's like oh yep <laughs> of that era all right. right so this is studio 54 times 4 got <laughs> <Right>. it <laughs> right. got it Exactly. So, yeah, they. I just thought that was interesting that they said that that put them way over budget. That's funny. It cost thousands and thousands of dollars to put that shot together, and it lasts for like two seconds. I mean, if you think about it, that first shot. that it first is. film, when you watch them all back to back, like I did, <laughs> you realize how much more budget they had for. Oh the yeah, sequels. for the other yeah. The first the film, it's like yeah. you like that scene and the fact that the car is painted with a Union Jack, the Jaguar, yes. the Jaguar, oh, Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> Jaguar is painted one. with a Union Jack. You're like those look like the most expensive things in the home. Like they're yeah. just shooting in like a random casino, yeah. a random apartment, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like yeah. that. The Doctor Evil's lair is so hilariously <laughs> like 1960 <laughs> Star Trek lo-fi. Yes. But that's but that and that's what makes it though. I think I almost that budget forced them. But it seems like the one I just described with the Andy Warhol and all that stuff that really kind of set it apart and put you in that. You know, and you're yeah. like you said, the laugh in and the go go girls and all that stuff. Yeah. You now, know? why do you think their budget was so low? Oh, because of what we were talking. No one thought this no, was going to. Of be course a not. Yeah. No. Uh huh. I mean, Absolutely what was not. Mike Myers' last film before that, other than like Wayne's World Two? It was going Wayne, married an axe murder. It's, which well, it's funny you bring that up because actually Wayne's World Three was in development. Oh, and he put it on hold. Is it because him and Dana Carvey weren't getting along? Um, I don't, I don't know what the history was on that. I mean, I know that they went a long time with not talking to each other. Yeah, actually, there's a Dana Carvey reference in Austin Powers that came out. Not too long ago. Oh, really? But but that, anyway, Doctor Evil was originally I, yes Dana Carvey's Dana impression Carvey. of Lord Michaels. Yes, yes, <laughs> that came out <laughs> right. recently because he never gave Dana Carney Carney Dana Carvey credit for that. Well, neither did Kids in the Hall, and they have their <laughs> own Lord Michaels character, which oh, is the they? the yeah the the chairman of the board or the CEO, whatever. Oh, okay. And he he much the same kind of thing, yeah. but maybe just a little less comical because Dana Carvey is a master of finding the hook right. and exaggerating, exaggerating it right. to the point where, like, George George W. Bush, Dana Carvey fully admits, George W. Bush, or George W., George Bush George Sr., Bush. never said, 
Nagada. Yeah, right. But that became everybody. Yeah, everybody's catchphrase for him because Dana Carvey's like Nagada. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> Thousand points a lot. You know. <laughs> so I still Dana Carvey's still one of my childhood and lifelong heroes. But, I will listen to his podcast to- with David Spade every week. <laughs> every week. But back to what we were saying, though. No, actually, um, yeah, Wayne's World 3 was in development, and he put it on hold to do specifically Austin Powers. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wonder Indefinitely, if right? Yeah. <laughs> well, until out. they started doing the little bits of things they've been playing with recently. Which yeah, is, they had, like, the Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, something oh, could yeah, come you, of it. Oh, yeah. What you mean with... Uh, they, they had the Wayne's World Super Bowl yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah, right. We were talking about him and Dana Carnegie yeah. kind of, yeah, kind of doing their thing again. So. Yeah. No, they've totally reconciled. Apparently. That was what that was on um, Howard Stern, I think. That was Dana it? Carvey recently, probably within the last year or two, talked about. He kind of mended his relationship with Mike Myers, and actually, it was the whole Super Bowl thing. That's what got him back together to do the Wayne's World thing during the Super Bowl. Yeah, and uh, that's where they kind of buried the hatchet, so to speak. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know if they'll end up doing a. I don't. I'm not even sure they should do a Wayne's World three. I would. I like Bill and Ted would be very interested in what it would look like because again, well, Bill that Ted was, was done my, well. Right. That was the 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 my the heart of my comedy love coming up. That was yeah. like the era of Saturday Night Live where I was watching it and then telling all my friends about it on Monday because they mm-hmm. weren't allowed to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah, I wasn't either, was <laughs> but I still did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That oh, was man. That, that was the golden era in my my opinion. But yeah, Sorry Married an Axe Murderer, one of my very favorite movies of all time, is when Mike Myers brought to the silver screen the character who was kind of based on the character from his Saturday Night Live sketch, uh, Everything Scottish. Right. And yeah. basically plays his like father. He plays his own father in that movie doing, the sc- oh, you, you want to buy my check-in, which he did a movie for Netflix called The Pentaveret, which yes. is based on a story that he tells in that movie. Like, Mike Myers seems to love to branch off in fact now that i'm thinking about it and this is literally just occurring to me is it the second movie or something he actually refers to learning something from a guru named blah blah he's telling the story now i'm starting to wonder wait was that what he used as inspiration to the love guru based on the <laughs> line in austin powers because he's talking about how he learned like i don't remember you saying like he learned tantric sex or something from a guru yeah could be i can't now i'm wondering but well nobody yeah. knows anything about the love guru because <laughs> no saw yeah. It. yeah nobody right. saw it nobody no. sucked but yeah, that anyhow, was terrible. <laughs> yeah, this movie was a big risk. I mean, they got Lorne Michaels. It to was produce. a big risk. It was a big risk. Yeah, and this was kind of at the beginning of that whole Lorne Michaels producing movies. No, 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 no. It was toward the beginning. No, I mean, you had Tommy Boy before that. You yeah. had Wayne's World before that. You had uh, several uh, big hits. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, before that. About- but it was a. It was when it hit its stride where Lorne Michaels would be like, "Okay, I'll front this, but you're going to need to put the entire cast." In your movie, meaning the cast of Saturday Night Live, yeah. such as Will Ferrell as Mustafa. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his first screen credit, by the way. Yeah, there were several oh. then cast members mm-hmm. in that movie, which I don't know that I that really I digested that before. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, when this movie was put in development, like I said, a budget of like 16 million, it ended up making, I believe I read 64 million worldwide. Mm. So, I mean, pretty moderate. I mean, it was a success, obviously. It made money. But this is it's, this was interesting that I read that um, the movie 
wasn't as popular in theaters, but it's one of those. This was that it was time that era. in the late in the late nineties that the like era Office of the five eighty eight bin at yes, Walmart. Right, that's it's the same story as Office Space. Right, yes. Office Space was kind of a box office. I don't want to say flop. I don't really know what the numbers are on it, but uh, Mike Judge would say it was a total flop. Total flop. Yeah, but DVD release and and I and when I thought back after I read that, I was like, oh yeah, I didn't watch this in the theater. No. I watched this on DVD. Yeah, I don't think I saw the first Austin Powers in the theater. I I may have, but I don't think I did. Yeah, I I first saw it on VHS. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I was going to say. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw the first Austin Powers on DVD. Yeah, I might have seen it on VHS, because that would have been around... Well, wait, it came out what year? It came in 97. 97, so that would have been on VHS, like our freshman year of college. So yeah, I probably saw it on VHS. We weren't DVD in it until sophomore year. It did do a box us box office of 67.7 million us yeah so. not 68 mike you putts <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i mean that's still made money yeah yes, no it right. made money right sure yeah so but it, but it was the dvd sales that pushed over the top and got a sequel going. yep so yeah so. It, it's weird because that's that's gone now all you that have is yeah, like right. all you have is streaming subscribership and nobody releases Hell, real numbers about uh, that yeah i know that's crazy to me how and i don't yeah. know how they it's all behind closed doors now. Yeah. It's how we evolve as a culture by, <laughs> by hiding, by the telling people more, less and less. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's successful. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. People no, no, are our watching subscribers this. went up probably, <laughs> probably. And <laughs> might, uh, might add something to do with this. The, the, it was also produced by Demi Moore. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I did not. She's at all. Know she's that. a producer. I don't know how involved she was in that. And but her and, uh, there's another producer named Suzanne Todd. I'm not sure who that is. I just read an article about it. That sounds like but Sweeney she, Todd. She uh, when it, she was like the main person who did the, all the uh, picking for movies, and Demi Moore was just kind of the person who was bankrolling her. Oh, okay. Well, I mean that's producing. That's yeah, part of it. Yeah, but they they formed a production company that no longer exists now, and they decided to help produce the movie, the first one. Interesting. And, I had no yeah. idea. I've always yeah. saw her names in the opening credits. I watch don't pay that credits. much attention because yeah. there's the opening credits. There's so much going on on screen. Yeah, I'm not reading yeah. anything. <laughs> it's like, that's bizarre. So I, I looked it up and there's not much information except that she was just part of that production company that bankrolled a part of it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you've got, yeah, you got your, your Austin powers, mm-hmm. which I would say Austin, the character of Austin powers all the double entendres, all the blatant, goofy, sexual swingers references and all that responsible for 10% of the movie success. Because let's be honest, it was the Lorne Michaels inspired character (laughs) (laughs) that sent this film over over the the top top, because Dr. Evil is the character that people (laughs) went nuts over. Before you go on to Dr. Evil, though, the inspiration for Austin... Okay. Himself, yeah, it, um, basic- you guys did more homework than I did. I just watched <laughs> movies and was proud of myself. There, it was kind of it was like two or three fold. I mean, he was basing it on an old '60s character, and I can't remember the name of the character, but it Dr. popped. No, the the reason the whole it was de- uh, developed um, in the first place was one night he was riding home with his wife in the car, mm-hmm. and he just started hitting on her by you know yeah. using sexual innuendo with a with a english accent yeah and uh you know hey babe don't do i make you horny baby you just make started you horny, baby. and she she started laughing and she said you need to write that down and develop that 
So the whole oh. Austin character itself, and then he, I and then like he kind it. of, I like it when the wife has the moment of clarity. <laughs> like, hey, you, I'm around you all the time, and you're kind of a genius, but you're really maybe not the best at knowing when you're. Really a genius. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, was, so, and then he put in the whole his dad's kind of accent and and yeah. mannerisms to it too. So it's basically, he's Blofeld from Austin Power. Doctor Evil is Doctor Evil, yeah, but not Dr. Austin. Evil's not Austin. Blofeld. Not Austin. Austin is a yeah yeah, right. yeah. Mike's talking about like there was a character from the sixties. Yeah, it was a spy it character. Blofeld from uh, it was James Bond. No, we're talking about Austin. Yeah, Austin, not oh. Doctor Evil. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> hey, I, I tried to talk about Doctor Evil, and Mike said, "Oh I, hell no!" Hey, Garrick, put the brakes on. We're talking Sorry. about yeah. Austin. <laughs> oh, I we were done with that. But yes. So there was an inspiration for the character. Yes. So, that, so that's good. But yeah, yeah, Dr. Evil, especially visually in every single yes, way. Is, yes, is the blow. The bald head, the, yes. scar, the scar, the suit, <laughs> the cat. The cat. <laughs> all of it is Blofeld. From the, uh, well, I should say all of it is classic Blofeld, not modern Blofeld. <laughs> because modern Blofeld is the Nazi dude from Inglorious Bastards. No. Christopher Waltz. Yeah. Spoiler. Waltz. If you haven't seen the last couple yeah. Bond movies, also uh, enjoyable. The last couple Bond movies, yeah. oh, okay. enjoyable. Right. I haven't seen any. I've still never seen a Rod or a date. A Craig, Craig, <laughs> whatever oh. his name is. Uh, Quantum of Solace is a hot steaming turd. The other three are actually enjoyable films. Pretty good movies. Mm-hmm. I've always heard yeah. that. Yeah, Quantum of Solace was an insult. <laughs> was that the one with Javier Bardem? Yes, oh, and it was pretty much just a sequel. To Casino Royale, even though Casino Royale was a story that was wrapped up, and they just tried to go, oh, what if we, what if we make it so that Bond movies are all connected? And they they lightened up after that. They still do that. They they he has connective tissue throughout all of them. Anyway, Blofeld. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but the voice is straight up Lauren Michaels. Yes. With even though he's really, well he's exaggerated. Like, exaggerated. Well, of course. <laughs> well, but not that exaggerated. There's a reason why everyone who's ever been a cast member on Saturday Night Live has a Lorne Michaels impression. impression yeah. <laughs> it was David Spade. Do you think of impressions when you think of David Spade? Uh, no, no. No, never did any. Uh, no. He has a Lorne Michaels impression. <laughs> Sherry O'Terry <laughs> has a Lorne oh, Michaels impression. Norm McDonald had a very Norm-esque. <laughs> yeah. But take. <laughs> everybody has a take, and that's why we have multiple characters in cinema based on Lauren Michaels because he's a very unique individual. So God, he's been around forever too. Dude, man. he was around forever before he started Saturday Night Live in the seventies. When amazing. he started Saturday Night Live in the seventies, he was already a Canadian superstar. Yeah. Of of comedy. That guy, yeah. yeah. When is when is he hanging? I don't even know how old he is. It feels like he's got to be like. I don't think. 90. I think that's classified information. <laughs> I think. I think he's like he's like eating eating baby blood or something like that. <laughs> he's doing something. He's a vampire. Yeah. He's yes. Yeah. Uh, if you could bring your firstborn on your first day, that'd be great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so yeah, Doctor Doctor yeah. Evil with the hand mannerism with yeah, the pinky, the pinky, yeah. Where the hell? I, I, I okay, wonder so if that came from Carvey. Like that, where, the pinky, yeah, the pinky came from Carvey. Oh, it did. Yes, that was the oh. specific thing, the specific ad. Oh. Now, legend had it that now this is prior to Carvey coming out and saying that he was the one that did the pinky thing. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, it was just I read something like on I am IMDb or Wiki or something that said that. Oh, well, Lauren used to do this thing with his pinky, but he doesn't do it anymore. 
I believe that. And I was like, Warren's a pretentious. He's <laughs> the most pretentious person who somehow has some down to earth qualities that I don't understand at all. But I think if you listen to, um, if you listen to Dana Carvey on, um, on Howard Stern when he first brought this all to light, I'm totally gonna in the next 24 hours. <laughs> Um, I think he thought it was just an exaggeration that he d- was doing the voice and it just felt natural to go like this. Okay. So I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember specifically. Yeah. I'd have to listen to it again too, but I, I want to say that he just, it was an exaggeration to add to the caricature that he was creating. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how true that the, that he actually did the pinky thing or not. I don't how know. is it? Why is it that these people who claim to love Lauren? Yeah, <laughs> and credit him for their entire work history. Right. Always make him these evil, sadistic, <laughs> like sociopathic characters. Yeah. I don't know. It seems to be a repeat thing. <laughs> it's the power, man. It's so, it's the disconnect. Doctor Doctor Evil's. They're trying to get uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey yes. was supposed was, to play Doctor yeah. Evil, oh, no. and they said the Why? only reason the only reason that he. Liar, liar. Couldn't do it. Was liar, liar. He was was filming liar, liar, liar. liar. So Mike Meyer just went, I, okay, I'll do it. Yep. Oh, liar, liar's good. Yeah. I think they should have, they should have just picked Kevin Spacey from the jump. In in both, uh, both respects, I think that worked out. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because it's not like it wouldn't have been fun. Sure. But it wouldn't have been what it is. And what it is is the most iconic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine Dr. Evil, Evil. which is a spoof of another character and an impression of the star's former boss. Yeah. Is one of the most iconic characters in all cinema. Jim Carrey would have made it his own. Oh, yeah. I I don't even know if they even would have done the bald and the scar. Who knows? Like, he would have have gone full Blofeld or something completely different. Who Who knows? knows? (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, just this way. And. I love the fact that it opened him up to doing other characters like Fat Bastard and Goldmember and yeah. stuff like that. Because well, I mean, come on, like Eddie Murphy before him, yes. he plays like in So I Married an Axe Murderer, which that film has no reason to have him play multiple characters. Right, <laughs> he still did. Right, <laughs> that yeah. film, although it's a dark comedy, there's nothing full on just silly about. Well, there's a few scenes like Phil Hartman and Alcatraz. Take turns pissing into the bitch's eyes. <laughs> but <laughs> this way to the cafeteria. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I love that movie so much. But like, for whatever reason, he wanted to play his own father in that movie. Maybe I need to do research. We need to do an episode and actually force me to do some He's research. He's a big, yeah. There's a lot of his father in his work. And that character was a huge part of why that movie had success on like HBO and DVD and stuff like that. Because it was like... Oh, yeah, we can just watch a Mike Myers movie where he's just pretty much playing Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. But as long as we get these goofy characters right. that we know he can do. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, with Austin Powers, he does the same thing and then just starts racking more into it with each sequel. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, who who else has done what was what country was uh, was Goldmember from? Wasn't, wasn't he Dutch? Yeah, he was Dutch. The Dutch, Dutch bastard. Yeah, yeah that's right. There are two things I can't stand. I can't stand. <laughs> and the Dutch. People who are intolerant of other cultures. <laughs> and cultures, the Dutch. And the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> that that's is a such great a line. great line that from great Michael line. Caine of all people. <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael Caine. That's wrong. Oh, uh, third movie, man. <laughs> I actually forgot that that line was from Austin Powers. And so when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's right. That, because the line I've heard, I've repeated and quoted so much, I completely forgot it came from that movie. <laughs> that's a good line. 
So kind of getting back to the movies and how they were structured, that first one, like I said, was kind of a parody. But then after the success of it, I think he was able to, I mean, the the other two are parodies as well, but I, he really mixes in pop culture in the other two. Yeah. And parodying itself. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, fir- the second movie parodies the first one. It's not just homages. Right. They're actually making fun of what they did the first time. And the third one does it. Even, Even more, so. yeah, to yeah, yeah. to the nth degree. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of pop culture references, like like his vocalizer on his spacesuit messing <laughs> yeah. up, so his voice gets all deep and wheezy, and he's like, "No, and I am, am your, your father." father. <laughs> really? No, no, I can't back that up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, do you guys remember the marketing around? The spy who shagged me. It was all that stuff. Well, what was happening at that time, if you remember the the trailers that were released. Uh, the movie came out in 2002, so yeah, it I was, remember. <laughs> it was episode two, Attack of the Clones, so that was the big year. I remember the whole pitch, if you watch the commercials during that time, was that if you go see a movie this year, go watch Star Wars. But if you see a second right, one, come watch, come watch right, Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but if you see a second movie this year, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. That was the second one, right? Yep, yeah. Spy who shagged me, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> I, there was like a throne room scene or whatever that they did on the teaser. Yeah. And it turned around and it was Dr. Evil. It wasn't mm-hmm. the emperor. He was setting it up like it was the emperor <laughs> oh. looking out. Oh, I forgot all about <laughs> those commercials. But they, I, I mean, 20 years later, I actually am remembering as you're explaining. Like, oh, my gosh. That is so true. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. So, and again, that's the, the spy who shagged me really delved into the pop culture of the time way yeah. more and well they knew reference. they were going to hit all the same beats they hit in the first one so they had to add more they had to add extra into it sure otherwise it would have just felt just like been the same thing play. right which it kind of did by i was gonna say by the time you got to the third one it, it really started to feel that but way. in the third one garrick's gonna disagree i know he is oh what am i just dis- <laughs> in the third, third movie i feel like they saw the stale parts of their second one and rather than backpedal it was it was like nope we already went. We already opened Pandora's box. So sure. w- now we just have to commit that much harder. Yeah, go all yeah. in. And and yep. <laughs> the scenes that they did add in the third one, like the really ridiculous stuff, like the very beginning where they're doing the Tom Cruise version of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. That love dude. That the beginning of that movie is. I remember seeing that in the movie theater, and you guys know me, man. When something tickles my bone, I was laughing for fifteen minutes after that scene. I couldn't stop. <laughs> That was the best, dude. No, seriously, when yeah. he jumps through the air and does the flip and he's got the Uzis and he shoots, <laughs> yeah. he shoots a helicopter out of the air and he lands. Yeah. Well, oh, and yeah. he turns around and you see that it's freaking Tom it's Cruise. Tom Cruise. I and couldn't like, stop. What? Yeah. I, I died when Mini Me was uh, Danny Vito. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, with the middle finger <laughs> up. Oh, with yeah, the cigar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mini Me doesn't talk, but there's Danny oh. DeVito's asshole. But he does oh, throw man. the middle finger, yes. which is Mini Me's thing. Which is Mini Me. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he goes, oh, actually, Evil. to me, he goes, hey, I'm mini me. <laughs> going, going back, I forgot watching it, you know, this week, I had totally forgot he was mini me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes. I totally forgot that whole scene. When the movie started, I was like, I don't remember any, because the movie's not like that. 
<laughs> but no, it's like it starts right. off like a real action movie. Yes. I'm like, wow, look at the budget. I know. Look at the budget on this. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot it was the movie within the movie directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes, by C- and, they- and the <laughs> funny thing is, here's the thing. Who'd they get first? Did they get Steven Spielberg first, and that's how they got all these other stars to sign on? Like, well, hey, Steven Spielberg is going to be in the front. They're like, well, I mean, Steve's done. Now, I don't think it would have been hard to get Kevin Spacey. Because Kevin Spacey was already doing characters on Saturday Night Live that that were just killing and stuff like that when he hosted. (laughs) So, you know... R.I.P. Kevin Spacey's career. Uh, <laughs> Who was Dixie? Got Tom Cruise because he was huge at the time. Oh, Tom yeah. Cruise. That the funny well, thing is, how, knows- how, how much before Tropic Thunder was that? I feel like yeah. Tom Cruise was starting to address his image. Sure. Around that well, time. Yeah. yeah. When did the When did the second Mission Impossible movie come out? Actually, better question. When did he divorce Kate? What's yeah. her name? Katie Holmes. Um, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Because yeah. that I would was venture when, to say that was close. It was probably around that because that was when his. His persona was in the toilet, right? Right, and, and they had to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to say that first Mission Impossible was ninety six. Yeah, because there was a the not the game came out in either late ninety eight or ninety nine on the N sixty four. That's how I benchmark time by when video games came out. <laughs> so, right so there you go. Yep. So yeah, it was. I think that was all around that. That time. whole opening scene is great. Even when they go into the. The uh, music, the typical Austin Powers music. Oh, then yeah. they like, then they like swerved a different genre. Mm-hmm. They got the the Britney. They got Spears. the Britney thing. Yeah, yeah. The bridge <laughs> turns into a Vimbot. Yeah, kind of dated, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She goes to talk to Mini Me. Oops, hey. baby. Yeah. I did it again. Or, oops, <laughs> yeah. I did it again, baby. <laughs> yeah. Was it? And was then, it? And then the scene where they're, like they're doing the synchronized swimming. Yes, right. And then yeah, it just goes nuts. Yeah, and then and then they have the screen with the band or the 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 symphony recording the soundtrack, and it's all melodic and fluid in the scene. But the, but it's not; it's actually real performance is meant to look like a movie screen, and they all come down off the screen. Yeah, that's right. And there's Quincy Jones directing, yeah. who, as we discussed before we started recording, did write the theme to Austin Powers, but but not for not for Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. It was actually a Canadian game show. Yeah. Theme music for a Canadian game show yeah. that Quincy had written. And that makes sense because that music is genius. It's not the kind of music you just listen to yeah, at random. Right. Yeah, but sure. there is genius in that theme with mm-hmm. all the different sounds and placements that are bossa nova their way through that's it. That's one of the things I like about Mike Myers is that I mean I feel like he's so observant. You know, we were talking about his inspirations from his father and, yeah. and you know, he loves his ties. He has dual citizenship. I didn't know this till I read up. He has dual citizenship with uh, England and Canada. Mm-hmm. So he's both Canadian and English citizen because his parents are from Liverpool. He's probably so, got tri-citizenship. Probably. Then. Yeah. He's probably an American <laughs> too. But, um, but anyway, he just, I think he just seems to pull inspiration from just everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like his dad was English and his mother was Scottish. Or the other way around. I, or the yeah, I, I remember I, him talking about his mother's accent, like the way his mother acted when he was young. Well, maybe I'm confusing him with Dana Carvey, who yeah, also sure. had like a grandmother or something who was from over there. Because I remember in his big HBO stand-up special from the '90s, he was talking about yeah, he was talking about his kids would always be walking around naked and they would just start playing with their wangs, <laughs> and like and and his mother was or his like mother or grandmother was doing like totally taking like oh look he's playing with his wee dandy Dublin. <laughs> She was Irish. Irish. That's what it was. So I could be confusing. So anyway, for, for, you know, Mike Myers to, hey, there was this, you know, when they're picking the music and say, hey, there was this game show, you know, yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah. You know. That it had the catchiest, quirkiest, yeah. 1960 
right. song. <laughs> right. I just, I, I love that about him because he just, mm-hmm. I think all his projects are that way, that he just really pulls in from a lot of different, just most unexpected places. So. Yeah. So one of the things you have to, if you're going to parody a Bond movie, you have to have Bond ladies. Oh, yeah. Faux show. Yep. And Which, this was, I believe, most of our first exposures to Elizabeth Hurley. It was my first exposure for sure. Now, prior to this, she'd probably acted. I can't probably, say that for sure. I don't know. I was going to say, but I think she was mostly <laughs> no. She was just, she was a model at the time, mainly. Yeah. And, uh, and pulled her- what the crap? Eh. Like, <laughs> especially at that age. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just like, like, I couldn't put words together to describe how ungodly, like, it was like, you know, it was like a cartoon with the pie on the windowsill, and I smell it, and my feet lift off the ground, and I'm just floating along with no self-control whatsoever (laughs) with how ungodly attractive this woman, and just alluring in the way she even acted in this goofy film. I loved, too, the fact that Mimi Rogers, Rogers was her mom. Yes, because they they have a similar look to them, yeah, and I love slightly. that the 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 Mimi is the '60s version, and then you have you know the daughter, you have in the, the daughter, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I just I don't know, they just they fit the, both of them that fit the time period perfectly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was. But yeah, she was stupid hot. She's yeah. still stupid hot. Yeah, I but the <laughs> but the walk, the Elizabeth Hurley walk. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Bedazzled, you don't remember it because all you remember is Elizabeth Hurley walking. walking. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't do that in the first film, but she in the second the, film, she which she's the, only in very briefly, she does it. And I was like, oh, it's the walk. She does a foot in front of the foot. The foot, the model <laughs> stamp that all the Victoria's Secret models learned it. I'm assuming from watching her. Probably. I don't know. Where they stamp the front foot, which makes the happy parts of them move a little more. <laughs> and you're just like, what's happening to me? You know, you're like I'm turning into a werewolf. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Oh Which is one of the goodness. greatest scenes in the in the first one, right? Where he's unfrozen and he's standing there, and <laughs> and she she walks in. He oh, goes, yeah. "Miss Kensington, Miss Kensington," and she walks in with that walk that yeah. you're talking about. And does she walk that way in the first? Okay, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, she walks okay. in. She walks in, and he's standing there. And uh, my God, this <laughs> yeah. is beautiful. Or you know, oh yeah, he says like all this like a minx. He shags like a minx. <laughs> <laughs> How can yeah. I tell from the freezing process that I don't have any inner I, monologue? Yeah, I now have inner monologue. <laughs> I hope I didn't just say that out loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I seem to be having trouble controlling the sound of my voice, the volume of my voice. Which actually, that that spoof of him doing the the real loud thing—that's yeah. that's a Saturday Night Live thing, man. Yep, that's one of the characters that he did in Saturday Night Live. Dude, there are so many lines in that first movie oh, yeah. that come straight, straight out, straight, straight, from. straight from Saturday Night Live yeah. sketches. Like, that's one thing that I was, because, you know, I went down the rabbit hole over last year watching old Saturday Night Live sketches with my kid, which are passe yeah. compared to a lot of stuff now. And so, like, I've had a refresher course. And when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was from that. Yeah. That was from that. That yeah. line came straight from mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't mind. So in the, in the second No, not line, at all. Continuing on with the, the, the ladies. Oh, Heather flipping. Oh, right? my yeah. gosh, dude. Felicity Shagwell. Yeah. <laughs> Shagwell, Shagwell by name, Shag very well by reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Again, one of the at that time, like obsessively gorgeous, is how I found Heather Graham. Not what I would classify top actresses of the time. 
No, no. She had done uh, in my wor- my least favorite movie of all time, Boogie Nights. Yeah, I was gonna say she had done Dirk Diggler. Yeah, there's a lot of well, quite literally, <laughs> quite literally. I call it by the character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas Garrett calls actors by the movie titles. Yeah, yeah. I liked Austin Powers. The spy who shagged me. Girl. <laughs> Female one. <laughs> She's just. I don't know her face. It like she's got a tall forehead. Like I don't. It's not the kind of features that I would normally describe. No. But it's just put together. It's she just like she's oh. not a classic beauty. She's not like a. She's not like like Liz Hurley. Yeah, like model gorgeous. But she just she's so unique and just has her own look about her. I it, like girls like that. Yeah, that have they're they're not classically beautiful. Like, even in, in a, a even in um uh what is it uh bachelor. What's, no, not Bachelor Party. That's Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, um, Hangover. Hangover. Even the Hangover movies where she's yeah. like, kind of like, she's supposed to be kind of old and used up, like an old mm-hmm. hooker. Right. I'm still like, oh, <laughs> that's working. She's, I don't know. She just has a sweet personality about her. That, that, I think that maybe that's it. Maybe it's like scratching some sort of weird creepo itch. <laughs> that very well uh, could be the case. She, she, like, she phoned it in for that whole movie. How could you not? Man, no. There was nothing there for her character. <laughs> Wait, I mean, which, Elizabeth, which, yeah. Which but movie Elizabeth are we talking Hurley, about? at least, was trying really, she did really well. But they had conflict where, like, you know, it was the whole thing with, like, you know, with a lot of vagina. Yeah. You <laughs> know, he has vagina. sex with her and he doesn't understand why. Because she doesn't want to have a relationship with Austin, but then she starts to, but then he does that and then she's upset. So there was, like, a path. And they tried to turn that on its head in the sequel yes. with... Uh, they with basically made Felicity Shagwell and do the Austin same thing. from... Yeah, to him. Right. But that didn't lend that character the depth. See, Austin's depth is in his wild persona. She didn't have that because Austin still had to have the wild persona. They just tried to make her like an equal, and that was never going to happen <laughs> against Mike Myers playing Austin. No, Myers. yeah. So I felt like that well, was just a misstep. I mean, there again, I mean, I don't think Heather Graham's the best actress listen i'm world, trying to defend her because she's really no, gorgeous I'm, I'm still defending her too because i still i still liked her character in that movie i mean it's like yeah, no i i dressed well have a she didn't have a character in that movie there really wasn't <laughs> much kind of showed up and wore no like scantily clad nah i she, she has a she has a charm about her that i that i i like i attach it's the creepy side i get it I'm there too i i agree of the three movies she's she'd be like number three on the the you know, lead list actress. of like who did a good job. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. I mean, she's, I, she's I would say, probably, I would say Liz Hurley, then Beyonce, then her. She's so. also probably number one to make the list with however long you're, you, you, you know, if your wife says you can have a list, what's your celebrity <laughs> list? If you're allowed to have that list, yeah. she'd be the first one of the group to go on my list. Maybe. All three of them probably are on the list <laughs> because then the third one was. Beyonce. Beyonce. No, no, oh, no. Yeah. Beyonce. Now, I don't before know how. she was like, yeah, big. But, like, yeah, before, before she, she was like Beyonce Knowles. Yes, right. She yeah. was still Destiny's Child yes. spinoff. Right. Right. I think, yeah, that was the beginning of her solo career, right? Yeah. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. Right in that era there. God, and, she was mega hot in that too. <laughs> dude, when is, I'm sorry. I ain't ever seen Beyonce not be mega hot. Beyonce could walk in here in a bathrobe and curlers. I'll be like, bye, guys. <laughs> Like, there is no time where I have looked at Beyonce and go, not as much right now. <laughs> like, it's always just like, whatever. Yep. 
Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> she is drop dead gorgeous as well. But the fun thing about her is that they lean into like the seventies black exploitation yes. yes. style, and Correct. so all she had to do was just kind of turn it up to eleven, yeah. and she was hitting her mark. Yeah, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say that was like easy, but it wasn't complex. Yeah, you know, no, no, and it wasn't as deep of a character, like you said in the first one. This Hurley, Hurley's character had a path. You have scenes where she's on the phone with her mother, who somehow doesn't know she's a fembot. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the yeah. That's one. There's a gag in the second movie about the time travel where they try to tell you not to think about it. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I at that time I was like, why? It's not like that messed up. The only thing that is weird is that when he goes to the 60s, his teeth revert to being yes, bad. Right. <laughs> That's the so only dumb. weird thing, but if, if you take no, the movie as a there's whole... There's a reason for that, though. Oh, Which okay. comes up later. All right. But, is there? I forget. Because he, and there's past Austin and then current Austin, and current Austin has the straight teeth, and past Austin has the messed up teeth. It's but like I said, Austin the, from yeah. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, it's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. But the, the teeth is the only thing that breaks the time travel at, at cinema level. Cinema level right. time travel, I feel like it does. It's, okay. it's funny that you bring it up that Liz Hurley is the fembot because that's one of the things that I felt like, because it seems like James Bond, mm-hmm. there's a new girl in everything. Yeah. And there's no explanation of where the other one went yeah. or all that. Oh, there, no, I know there's, there's some. Movies. There's yeah, that goes a couple. You need to watch Dana Craig movies. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> even Roger Moore, I think there's one of his uh, co-stars. She made it into a couple of films or whatever too. So oh, it yeah. happened once in a while. Money but Penny. I didn't even there's think there's always Money Penny. Money well, Penny. She's not love interest. No, but she's <laughs> that's the point. love interest adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess my point point is I don't even think they needed to do that opening scene. In, no, in but, Spy but, Shag me, but but when they made the first movie, that's what I was saying. Like it was clear they didn't weren't thinking about a franchise. They were making a yes, sixteen correct. million dollar yeah, movie, right? And so they summed it all up at the end yeah, right. and tied off with a bow and they're married and happy right. and naked and pasting melons and cantaloupes and right. pineapples around. Uh, but it's just goofy and ridiculous. And yeah. Who cares? <laughs> well, and, and she got she got the uh, the on the opening credits, which I don't pay attention to. I did see on the second movie that she was the last like, fe- you know, mm-hmm. feature. It was and yeah. Elizabeth Hurley, yeah. which that usually and spot is reserved for. This is the person we had to pay the most for <laughs> to get them to do the Come least back. amount of work. Yeah, right. That's usually what that is like. Like this is the this is the cameo grandfather right. that's in one scene, but he's a classic actor. Right. With such and yeah, such. and she's only in the first ten minutes of the movie, right. and I'm like, I bet. They had to make it worth her while. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, to sure really come back and just kiss off the entire. Mm-hmm. You know, whether she really? wanted to do it or not, who knows if she'd wanted to do more. They had to pay her to yeah. do it and be done. Sure. So right. maybe that took yeah. a pretty penny. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> only in the first few minutes till she gets her face ripped off. Right? Yeah. And then it could have really been anybody, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> a little so wedding ridiculous. present for you, Mister Powers. <laughs> Oh, she started <laughs> the 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 machine gun jubblies come out and he goes, Yeah, how did I miss those? Yeah, how baby? did I miss those? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she starts shooting him, he goes behind the bar and he grabs the penis pump. Yeah. <laughs> He's like <laughs> ducks down. <laughs> Which I do like the fact that they use the penis pump to take out random task at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> You know I have a special fondness for random tasks. Yes. Because I'm the the 
no odd job guy. Which, by the way, did you see that text I sent you guys earlier? I did. I tried <laughs> yeah. to open it, but I was still on Boondock okay. the are internet. You, still, so. uh, you might not be a big fan of random tasks after this. <laughs> oh, really? I'm going to read it to you right quick. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, if I can get there. What the heck? Yeah, this is from, according to IMDb, Joe Sun, the actor who played random task, is serving a lifetime prison sentence for the torture of a 19-year-old woman in 1990. Sweet justice. He went uncaptured until 2008 when a DNA match linked him to the crime. According to the victim, she unknowingly had a copy of his movie of this movie in her home until her attacker's identity was revealed. In 2017, he was sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate. Sweet lord. <laughs> wow. well, I mean, they hired him for two reasons. <laughs> One of them was that he looked mean. He was mean. And the other one that he was a stocky Asian. (laughs) Stocky Asian. Yeah. Because they needed an odd job analog. (laughs) They got one. Yeah. They sure did. I wonder if he murdered that person with a shoe. (laughs) Who throws a shoe on a shoe? Who throws a shoe on a shoe? That really hurt. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. That really hurt. But and okay, so in terms of the quotableness of all of these that movies, is what made these movies go crazy because people were quoting almost from the beginning, from the from the jump. The few people that saw the movie were quoting it. People were doing the Doctor Evil pinky thing on like mainstream entertainment was where oh. people were throwing out the Doctor Evil pinky on like yeah. sitcoms. And stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it just it just hit the the pop culture. I mean, you couldn't grow up at that time, and and you know somebody wasn't saying yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always found that a little too on the nose. Thank you very much. <laughs> but Garrick and I knew someone. Bingo cards ready. Uh oh, here we go. In college. In college. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we we affectionately referred to him. He was a good friend as Dude Brian. We had to call him Dude Brian because we already had yeah, regular you already Brian. Had a Brian yeah. You already had like mm-hmm. yeah, normal Brian. Yeah. <laughs> well, quote normal Brian. <laughs> but Dude Brian, we called him that because the dude said the word dude more than any other word in the English language. Oh jeez. Like dude, dude, oh dude, I needed to I needed to ask you something, dude. Um dude, oh, I forget I I forgot, dude. Oh, dude, can I borrow your guitar, dude? <laughs> like no joke. That was a conversation with Dude Brian. Someone showed him Austin Powers freshman year. He was only there freshman year, and he oh, didn't no. come back. And he constantly, do I make you horny, baby? And <laughs> he would I? just laugh at himself for 10 minutes for saying those <laughs> words. And he'd be like, <laughs> do I make you cheesy, baby? I don't know where he threw cheesy in, but then he started saying that all the time. I'm like, this is getting uncomfortable, dude, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Do I make you cheesy? Do I? And he just, just die laughing and i'm like i can't handle this oh man i remember across the hall freshman year they had that playing on their screen 24 hours a day oh the first one was oh across the was that um was that wally and matt no it was uh zerker oh zerker in upchurch yeah yeah that doesn't surprise me too much (laughs) they were quoting it a lot i'd go in there you know after classes and just catch whatever was left and <laughs> just sit there and we'd laugh our ass off. Yeah. Just what all the time. Just it was one it. of those movies that better in a group. Yeah. It absolutely. was way better in a group. It was kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the beginning of the year when I, when I threw in, um, um, 
Mike's one of dumber, dumb and dumber. Mm-hmm. I was having oh, trouble. I was, it. I was worried about meeting people. I was feeling, and my mother said, just put in a movie and open your door. My, one of the <laughs> wisest things she ever said to her, because I slapped in dumb and dumber. And 10 minutes later, my room was Full. standing room only. <laughs> nice. There's, there you go. College kids. If you want to meet people, <laughs> throw in a movie, open the door. But, uh, good movie. It's but yeah, good. Austin Powers, the same kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, people just sure. pop in. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows that everybody wants to watch it. Everybody wants to quote it as, you know, yeah. while it's happening. Yeah. The quotability, though, you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, that just touched the culture for a year. I mean, one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, how many times did somebody got their pinky on their mouth? Yeah. Going, yeah one million dollars. <laughs> I'm very hurt. I'm very badly burned. <laughs> if someone could send help, yeah, I, I, I designed this. Myself. There's a door he down just here. released his hat. <laughs> I've been shot. You well, shot me in the arm. Why did you? Sh- why would you shoot me in the arm? <laughs> that is perfect, Will Ferrell. Perfect, Will Ferrell. Just overdoing it, over overstaying his welcome until it becomes funny again. That's him in a nutshell no it's not this is me in a nutshell help help i'm in a nutshell nutshell. where did someone find this ridiculously large nutshell (laughs) sorry i immediately launched into a different oh man that's how quotable it is one quote leads to another (laughs) the uh the actors they got to play in this too, man. Some of the other people, Basil Exposition, oh, yeah. Michael York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Michael was York. Perfect for that oh, yeah. role, Hello, man. Hello, Austin. <laughs> yeah, just like smiley, happy, up, good looking British man. Yeah. I love that when he was in the 60s, he had the big shag haircut. Yeah. <laughs> and then for 90s version, it's just hip. Same and, guy, just a short haircut. And, uh, and a kid in boarding school, it's just a kid with blonde hair and him actually oh, doing yeah. the voice. <laughs> Speaking of the boarding school, that is so. I, <laughs> I like these kind of in a descending order. I like the first one most, the second one second, and the third one least. But that third one has little gems in it that are just priceless in the boarding school scene with all the the, the guys that they cast in those young roles. Yeah. Those at, guys were brilliant. At first, it's you think they're actually do dubbing. Yeah, the audio yeah. on all of them. Right, they're not. And then you realize, no, that's the kids actually doing, <laughs> doing the voices it, impressions. That well, I know the guy that the guy that they cast to play Austin in oh, that. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, good. all the mannerisms, everything. I mean, it was just to a T. Yeah. I don't know how many hours that kid had to spend in front of a mirror practicing that. I maybe that's how he made friends <laughs> in school. Maybe you know. <laughs> but my gosh, oh, that was just sheer genius. Yeah. It, <laughs> Well, and all the way to casting Michael Caine to play Austin Powers, yes. Austin's yes, dad. His dad. Like, he's a <laughs> oh, foot and so a half good. taller than him. He's way more actually suave than him. <laughs> but they just had a little shaggy hair and glasses, and you're like, yep, I buy it. <laughs> totally. Now, one of, Daddy uh, wasn't there. One Daddy of... wasn't there to take me to the fair. <laughs> that should have been the song we played at the top of the episode. <laughs> Dang us! <laughs> Which, by the way, Michael Caine references actually go back to the first movie yes and the reference is the glasses that austin wears Mm -hmm. apparently those glasses were modeled after a michael caine character from the 60s i can't remember what movie i don't remember the name of it but i have seen it yes and it is weird (laughs) it's very weird which by the way little here's another little nugget for you in the third movie, when they did bring on Michael Caine, they actually got the pair of glasses that they modeled Austin's off of, and he wore they those. They got the actual ones. They got from the, the actual film? ones from oh, the film wow, that wow. he wore, and he wore those in the third movie. 
I guess, I know, that was you see cool. when they bring him in hand to you, you see like, oh, look, there they are. <laughs> no, Hello. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> Which, by the way, one of the, my favorite scenes in, uh, in that third movie is when Austin and his dad sit down and have the conversation in, like, British vernacular. Oh, the the Cockney. <laughs> yes, the it's co- in, it's in, it's in like pure Cockney, <laughs> and they have to subtitle it. Yeah, that is <laughs> fucking brilliant. It was because so first good. off, Michael Caine is the master of Cockney. <laughs> like that's actually his thing. He enjoys Cockney and the rhyming of Cockney and stuff like that. Like I've always said, because since like I was in high school or whatever, and actually read that how how Cockney came about. Okay, and I'm not just talking about your Cockney accent. We're talking about the actual words I use, you know, which I don't even know how you say it. Like, we're actually talking about the bowling turds they yeah, use. Right. Or, you know, yeah. like, they just add extra words in and rhyme. Yeah. And I'm like, how do any of them know what the other one is saying unless every little group of friends just has their own little swap out language that they understand amongst each other? Right. And then you run into another Cockney guy you've never met. You start talking to him and then you're just fist fighting because you're both speaking a different language. I don't understand how Cockney works, but it's brilliant yeah. when you hear it done. It was so fun. So that, well. That scene was so fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm reading the subtitles and going, yep, I heard the rhyme. Yep, I heard the rhyme. Yep, I heard the rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, what was he says like upstairs? Oh, like, man. And, and I didn't like, watch it today, so it's not fresh in my memory. Like, you, you're probably the was, one that watched it the most recently. Oh my gosh, it was like like it was like four or five words <laughs> just to rhyme with upstairs, and I'm like, that was a total aside. You've got to talk super fast to communicate like this. <laughs> oh man, that was great, Michael Caine. And then yeah, it was fun to Michael Caine, the master of it, and then. Mike Myers, the guy who's been impersonating it his whole life, yeah. and have them speak the language together to each other. Yeah, oh, it was great. You're, and then no. Mike Myers just starts babbling, and it's it's the question marks, which reminds me of the movie Snatch, where every time that Brad Pitt, who speaks like he's <laughs> yeah. got the English accent that is uh the um uh the gypsy, I can't remember what are they called Pikey Pikeys, the Pikeys, which I don't know if that's a a bad word or not, <laughs> but they have the kind of their own accent. And Brad Pitt does it, and he's got. Subtitles. He's the only one in the whole movie with subtitles every time he talks. And at one point he talks and it's just question marks. <laughs> question marks. Yeah. The subtitles. And friend of the show, Brandon, said, when you watch that, I want to be there because there's this part where Brad Pitt says something. I want to know because I've always said he struggles to understand accents. I'm like, I have no problem understanding accents, uh, except Indians. Indian accents throw me off because of the leaning into the consonant sounds really heavy. But I watched it and he comes into the room right before this scene. He's like, have you been understanding everything Brad Pitt says? I said, dude, I haven't had to read the subtitles once. I'm getting all of it perfectly clearly. And then uh, that scene happened, or I think maybe I had the subtitles turned off. I don't remember. There was an option. And he, and he turns to me, he points to me, he goes, what did he just say? I said, actually, that was the first thing I did not understand at all. And he goes, dang it. I'm like, what? And he goes, that's the part where the subtitles have question marks. And I'm like, yeah, I did not get that at all. Nice. So yeah, that's I. I always I love that gag where someone's doing an accent really well and then just flubs it and they leave it in the movie. That's that. Why not? I'm an accent guy, guys. I like them. Like the accents. What are you gonna do? I like them accents. Born with it. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> but so then, yeah, you get to the third one, and we're still we've still got we can't just pretend that time travel doesn't exist because we've already established that the second right. one so we're gonna lean into it we're, we're gonna, gonna go to the we're 70s gonna have to acknowledge it and use it yeah <laughs> so now we're going to the 70s and then yeah people 
doing the time travel, coming back again to the nineties or the, which you know what the seventies stuff was. No, it was two thousand two. Pretty pretty fun too. I mean, because you're you're in the roller rink and you know that you got the big afros going on and, yeah. and all that stuff. I I don't know. I like the parodies of that stuff. They make the seventies look a little more like it was. It was grimy, glitzy. Yeah, it wasn't right. like like shiny, glitzy like the sixties was portrayed. Yes, right. It was grimy, glitzy, which eh, is a little more glitzy than the actual grimy. <laughs> true, true. The seventies were gross. I mean, garbage strike. <laughs> garbage strike. <laughs> garbage strike. <laughs> yeah, the seventies were a disgusting time. Yeah, pretty, pretty gross. Yeah, uh, I, I know because I was around for several months. Ago. <laughs> so I remember clearly. <laughs> I have memories of the seventies. So. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, because I was born You're, in you that know, was the when 20s, you bought right? your that was when you bought your first house. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, pretty close yeah. for twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> twenty dollars and a fancy cherry pie. <laughs> I uh, but yeah, in the third one, like the fact that he's got the his evil lair in the first movie is it's inconsequential, <laughs> but in the second yeah, one, right. it's a carved out volcano. Yeah. <laughs> And the third one, it's a submarine shaped like him yeah, swimming yeah. through the water. And instead of having, instead of having like the well, propeller, the, per- the periscope comes out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and every time the air gets released, so it's like fart yeah. bubbles coming out. Well, High class. We're, we're remiss to not bring up um, in the first film, the, the big boy. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Boy. The fact that Dr. Evil from his club that he gets caught in, escapes, cryogenically freezes, and gets launched into space. And for some oh, reason, big, when you said big boy, I was like, a giant big boy statue. <laughs> yes. For those who don't have Why? big boys or are too young to remember, big boy was a, uh, a restaurant chain that I think is still, a, there's still a handful in existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a restaurant chain that. Which we used to have one here in Fort you Wayne. You had one. Until, we both had one real close to where we lived. So within the last five years. Yeah. That was an Azars. Azars big boy. Which Azars I always. Azars big boy. I always thought that. Azars was funny because when I was in Ohio, it was Frisch's big boy. Yep. Right. And my mom oh, always yeah. called it, pronounced it Frisch's. Frisch's. <laughs> and of course, Bob's big boy was the one that you would, would get more media. Like if, it, if there was big boy media, it was always a Bob's big boy. And then we went to Fort Wayne. It was Azar's big boy. I'm like, who the hell's Azar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just weird to see right. such such a non-white bread name <laughs> on a That's big funny. boy. The the majority of big boys still around are in Michigan. Oh wow! There's a few in Ohio, one in North Dakota for that. Frisch's has still got to be there, and several in Los Angeles, in but LA? nowhere else. That's <laughs> yeah, weird. Isn't which, that weird? Which one Frisch's are you talking about? In Ohio, because, oh, and the we reason had, I, we had them in Springfield, but they're gone. Okay, well, we had Frisch's. I, one I, I think there's there, there's still some in Ohio. The reason I know yeah. this is because when Azars was still open, their pies that they would get in, Azar or the big boys were always known for their pies, at least locally. I yeah. don't know how. Yeah, it was like pre Baker Square, which is but also they would always the they would mostly. always buy them from Frisch's in Ohio. Okay, because they sell them in, in Indiana because so. they didn't trust their cooking staff to do anything <laughs> no, like no, that, no, and no, I no. wouldn't have either. I've eaten at that big boy enough times. <laughs> That place was uh, grimy. There's two big boys in Ohio still remaining, and they're both in Cleveland. If that if that tells you anything about big boy, (laughs) I think it's pretty telling. Tells you everything about big boy. Pretty telling, right there. They're in the greater Cleveland. But that's a real thing in Michigan and Cleveland. That's all you need to know. (laughs) And L.A. for nostalgic reasons. And I believe in the Awesome Powers movie, the hipsters eat. That was. 
the big boy on top of the building that they show. Yeah. You know, where Dr. Evil blasts off. And it's a rocket. Yeah, it's really... That was based on a real big boy statue. Oh, really? That was just like that on top of a building. Oh. So I... I I don't remember exactly where that was located. It's got to yeah. be in the Indiana, Ohio, Michigan. The big boy, <laughs> the big boy rocket was really clever, and then after that, it was all dong rockets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and boob, boob yeah. satellites. Oh yeah, boob satellites and dong rockets. <laughs> oh, by the way, the uh, dang it, which what's the Howard brothers' name? The Howard Clint. Oh, Clint. Clint. Yes, yeah. Clint. Oh, Clinty boy. Did he make into all three all movies? Them. He's in all three of them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Johnson. Yes, Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Looks like a big pair of <laughs> melons. <laughs> melons. Juicy Sweet melons. Juicy melons here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Good shit. Yep. All those all those puns that they just lean into and keep going. Well, now let, let's talk about the cast. The, the greater cast where prior to when was the last time before the first Austin Powers movie came out that you saw Robert Wagner in anything? Oh, man. He was doing TV prior to that. At that he? time? No, oh, it had been a while, hadn't it? I don't know. That's the only thing I remember him from. I feel like TV. it just Robert Wagner came out of nowhere. I mean, Robert Wagner comedy. was like 60s, 70s movie. I mean, Robert Wagner was yeah. like the he was like. And then well, he was like the six the the nineteen seventy in the sixties he was young in the seventies he was like the younger generations. Uh, well, uh, that was Cary when, Grant. That's when Natalie Wood died. So oh, I think he kind of right. got maybe thrust out of the spotlight because of that. Maybe yeah, I forgot about all that. Yeah, for those who don't know what we're talking about, he was married to Natalie Wood, who drowned, and there's always been suspicion as to whether or not he was involved in that drowning. Okay, yeah. So, I have a feeling his career was affected by that. Could be. Yeah, but I don't he know. Was, he was like the the really classy gentleman. The, like the the white sweat tennis sweater style. Yes, right. Sexy, mm-hmm. wealthy, you know, suburban guy. Right. Kind of the Falcon Crusty guy. Yeah, Falcon Crusty is a great way to say it, actually, if you're old as old as we are or older. Because we're like, yeah, that's something the kids will understand. Yeah, not at all. No, not in any way whatsoever. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, but I liked it. It, it. it definitely rang. Deep recesses of my soul. <laughs> but yeah, like, and then just suddenly he shows up in this, the goofiest comedy yeah, ever. Right. Playing Robert Wagner, pretty much playing yeah, him with an eye patch. Much. It's Robert <laughs> Wagner with an eye patch. <laughs> yeah. And so then when Austin goes back in time, we had to have a younger version. Now, they didn't have a younger version of Frau, who is one no. of who is one of the <laughs> Which is one of those great things. She's yeah. one of the Frentas from Goldberg's. Okay. Right? The the mom's her little circle yeah. of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Flo from the progressive commercials, her and some and that other chick. Uh, but Frau was in the first movie in the sixties. Yes. You don't see number two until he's in the nineties right? after he cr- unfreezes after Dr. Evil unfreezes, but you see her before and then she's just got like a different hairstyle to yeah. make you look a little older. <laughs> so when he goes back in time in the second one and number two <laughs> is now says, it's number two, you, it's Rob Lowe. It's Rob Lowe and playing young Robert Wagner, which is so appropriate because Rob Lowe in the late eighties was the exact same type of <laughs> yeah. character that Robert just, Wagner. Yeah. I was going to say just a, just a younger version, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
And so, but Frau is still the same lady, and Dr. Evil does a quick double take when he looks over at her, and, he's, and she's not younger at all. Well, no, the funny thing is, is he gets off and he looks at number two, who's Rob Lowe now. Yeah. And he's like, boy, you look great. Yeah. <laughs> you look great. Number he, two, you look fantastic. Yeah, and then he looks over at Frau, and he goes, Frau, and then... <laughs> yeah, like, no, he actually does a, like a little rascal's double take. Like, he, he's just like, he looks at her and he goes... Just, just back like wait what like it was an acknowledgement that she's just still her which who by the way ends up being uh we haven't even brought up seth green yet oh oh my oh, gosh Scotty <laughs> which, which by the way is brilliant in the first movie right because in the first in the in the first movie when they're sitting there after he gets unfrozen in the 90s and they're just randomly sitting at the table and she goes, remember when we froze your semen? <laughs> he goes, she goes, well, after a couple of years, we got impatient. <laughs> and so they and basically they say, yeah, we made Seth Green a test tube baby, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> what I love is that they're sitting in this. You know, in his lair, you yeah. know, in the big conference table and whatnot. And yeah. she yells for Scott! Scott! And then the door opens and it's like Nirvana music or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> and he's just like a normal teenager, even though at the time he's probably like 28, his, 29 years his old. His room is apparently like right, right next, next to right the next conference to the board room. room. Yeah, exactly. And he, well, that's a, that's a great thing. Like at the end where he's like, where he's like, you know, basically going to feed Austin and, uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. He's going to feed them to the, uh, sea, the really, you Ms. know, Kensington. the, yeah, Miss Kensington to the sea bass, sea bass because they couldn't get the permits for sharks and they couldn't have the, the funding for the laser beams. <laughs> the oh, laser beams. I asked for one thing. Freaking laser and that's beams. With sharks, sharks with, with freaking laser, laser beams attached to their heads. They're ill tempered. Oh, ill tempered sea bass. So, yeah, they're getting ready to lower them into the ill tempered sea bass. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, we could just kill him right now. Yeah. Scott, this is daddy's work, okay? Like, you don't. He's like, I'm going to just tell him my elaborate plan and put him into an elaborate trap. And, then, and close the door and, and not watch. It. He's like, why are you close the door? You're not going to watch. Scott, I assume everything went to plan. I have a gun in my room right, right now. now. I will go and get it and we can cap it. Boom, boom, done. <laughs> Scotty, have I taught you nothing? You just don't get it. Dude. You just don't you get, get it, dude. Don't you. get it, dude. Zip it. <laughs> Apparently, that was uh, a, a scene that was um, ad libbed. It seems that way. <laughs> it definitely seems that way because there are times, especially as Doctor Evil, where you can tell this right now. Mike Myers is having fun because yeah. see, he's very anal retentive. He's like a lot of comedic. Actually, some people will say that he's an asshole on set. Yeah, like <laughs> like he. Although it's you know he does these wild characters. He's got a vision of how he thinks it should play out. So when he goes off and starts having fun, I feel like it's obvious. It yeah, is so clear. And sure. yeah, those scenes, you can tell like he's almost trying to make the rest of the cast break. And I love it. There I is, love it. There is one um, ad lib line that I've just found out today that I thought was brilliant. Um, you know, we're in, um <laughs> after lucky he's charms. in the first movie after yes the lucky charms after he's unfrozen <laughs> and they meet patty o'brien yeah. and he's sitting there and he's playing with his lucky charms yeah the whole frau farbissina part about her talking about lucky charms oh and it's fun it's candy it's that's a television commercial that was all ad-lib she ad-libbed all of that 
Oh, she did? The whole thing oh, was ad-libbed. I thought that was great. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, that does not seem ad-libbed at all. It seems like she was locked in and ready to go. But she's also, that's also, she's talking like, for Frau, that's the most conversational she is in the entire trilogy. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. But she had it dialed in perfectly. That's amazing. Yeah. That's one of those lines that were ad-libbed. That I thought, oh, that's, that's Well, and if you look sweet. at if Michael Myers, he's like, Playing off it perfectly. Too. Oh yeah, well, he's not gonna. I I seriously doubt he'd miss a beat even in the first take. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so good. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Who Why does does laugh when I say that? Number two do work for. <laughs> <laughs> Who does number two work for? That's right, buddy. You tell that turn who's boss. The Tom Arnold man. Tom Arnold. I just read this today too. Tom Arnold in that scene where he's in the bathroom, yeah. and you know he They're thinks that Austin is yeah is like best. He's like Patty O'Brien is getting drowned in the toilet bowl by Austin. <laughs> Courtesy <laughs> They're fighting, man. and he thinks Austin's just courtesy. taking a big shit. You know, it's like, hey man, take it easy. You're gonna blow out an O-ring. You're blow out an O-ring. <laughs> that, I have used that line. That has been part of my lexicon since that since movie. Then. I've literally like, and I joke around with like family, like, careful in there, you want to blow out an O-ring. I got that from. Well, Tom apparently Arnold. Tom Arnold was in another movie. Um, I want to say it was a James Bond film, maybe where that slaps. I think that I think that's well, true. The, the idea was that he was also in a bathroom where there was a fight happening. Oh, uh, okay. I don't remember that well. <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing was something that he had already done. So the whole idea <laughs> of him being in the bathroom with Austin fighting somebody was something that he a character he had already pulled off in another movie. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> the blind, the blind man in the uh, bathroom. Oh, did you see anything? <laughs> did you see, did you, hey, did you see anything, anything at, at all? all? <laughs> There's a great thing in that when Tom Arnold comes into the bathroom, he and he opens the, the door, door like bam, the door swings hits. open really hard. And I don't think this was on set at all. He just they, that's the way they shot it. But someone in the editing room, this is how I believe it played out. Went wait, Ooh. wasn't that where the blind guy was yeah. sitting? And they so made, they just added in a ah, yeah, off screen. Right. The blind guy just gets the. <laughs> just gets whacked by the door. Who knows? And how he it, doesn't react that, at all. That door's going 90 miles an hour and no one acknowledges it. You never sleep, but that poor guy. Because they added a. Ah! It was good shit. That's the kind of stuff that, like, those little things where you can tell, like, in the editing of the movie, they're like, yes, more. Edit in. Yep, that, yep, yep. We got to cover it. Tom looks at Austin at that point and he goes, Are you in the show? He goes, No, I'm English. No, I'm English. <laughs> and he, he goes, goes Does he say my condolences? No, he goes, Ooh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Picks up the clone and sprays some cologne before he takes a shit. That yeah. makes total sense. <laughs> So back back to you know <laughs> speaking of cologne which sounds like clones you know we have Scotty yes. who is create a test tube baby from Dr. Evil Seaman right <laughs> you know who over the course of the series spoiler they they left off the last movie with Scotty is the new Dr. Evil yes that's right yeah. last scene in the last movie yeah but yep. we have we haven't said that much about mini me no Vern Troyer Vern Troyer, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Vern Troyer, amazing. Dude. As his the mute clone who can only go, ee! <laughs> <Yes. laughs> For whatever reason, whenever he yells anything, it's, ee! <laughs> I laugh every time I hear that sound. 
He just starts <laughs> running at someone going, eee! That was one of those additions to the second and third movie that you just, when you think Awesome Powers, you think Mini-Me immediately. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't even in the first one. No, not in the first movie at all. (laughs) Because that was their follow-up. It's like, you know, oh, while you were gone again, we decided (laughs) to make a clone of you exactly one-eighth your size. (laughs) Which was a perfect uh, showing, because they show him walking in and he's behind a screen. Yeah, the shadow looks looks full size. He goes, only one-eighth the size. And then the door opens and he's down there. (laughs) And Dr. Evil's immediately in love. Like, oh, I love you. You complete me. You complete complete me with the hand motions. Like he's doing high speed sign language, but it's just gibberish. Oh, my God. That opening scene when he's introduced to the group and he comes sit at the table and it's got the little chair that kind of goes up. Yeah. Are you hungry? (laughs) Do you want something to eat? Oh, yeah. And he has a little he has a little mini Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the smaller shaved cat. Because Mr. Bir- Mr. Bir- Mr. Bigglesworth lost all his hair after this first movie. Yeah. Oh, shit. Which is why he killed Mustafa, by the way. Yeah. No. yeah. I guarantee you, my technology was perfect. Oh, I'm very badly perfect. We do not gnaw on our kitties. We do not gnaw on our kitties. <laughs> and then when they were playing the piano, they had the big regular piano the Dr. Evil played on. And then the little toy <laughs> grand piano on top of, on the, top of the, no, the piano. That was beautiful. Yeah, it just cuts to a scene where he's where Dr. Evil's playing <laughs> What If God, God Was One Of Us. They're putting on a show a little bit. Yeah. For the rest of the evil team. And this is back in the 60s after he goes back in time. Yeah. So everybody thinks so, it's an original piece. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't lean into the gag like that. They don't explain the gag. I think most people watch the movie and they're just like, why? Okay. But the whole gag is because he went back to the 60s, he could just convince them all he's a musical genius, which is the entire premise of that movie where the dude gets hit on the head and nobody remembers the Beatles, which is a great movie. Everybody should watch that movie. It's really good. But uh, they did that for 30 seconds in Austin Powers 2. <laughs> no, the, 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 the cap on that was when number two Rob Lowe stands up yeah. and starts clapping. He goes, that was fantastic, Dr. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, that's one of mine. I Rob that. Lowe, who's been friends with Mike Myers since Wayne's World, which right. was the first. Th- now, oh, that's right. They did Wayne's remember, World 2 Rob together, Lowe, right? Rob Lowe also had some issues where, <clears throat> like the person, he, like Robert Wagner before him, his yes. career had tanked. It did. And For Wayne's those who World. Don't remember. Yeah, Wayne's World was the first thing that brought him back into mainstream. And then was it Tommy Wayne's Boy World or Tommy that, Boy? Wayne's okay, World. Tom- Wayne's World One came before Tommy. Okay, Boy. Okay, did it. And so, uh, and so he was really good friends with Mike Myers, and he actually was in a scene that was deleted in the first movie. Right. Right. Which is in the director's cut. They put those. Yeah, you were mentioning in. that. I and have, you watched that and were confu- was confused. Yeah, what I'm I watched like, that's was not- the director's cut. And I'm like, I don't remember Rob Lowe no. being in the first movie because he's not number two. So in the first movie, there was this kind There's of BC plot thing where. Yeah. Where when the henchmen die, you like would get the, the sea bass guy. You, got his it head would just cut off. away to show you how they're just normal, real people who have just been murdered <laughs> right. in the line of duty. And so, yeah, the guy who gets his head not off by the sea bass was actually gonna. He was getting married, and he was, his, gonna meet he was his late to his own bachelor party. Who like more friends had showed up, and they couldn't believe everybody came. They're like, "Wow, when he gets here, he's gonna not believe how fortunate he is that all of you came out to show your love for him." And it, they're hooters. 
And yeah, the waitress comes up and Rob Lowe takes the phone and finds out that he was just murdered with his head chewed (laughs) off by (laughs) Seabass. And they're all reacting to it. Wasn't there another one where the guy guy hit by the roller by the steamroller? That was... It cuts to his family. That cuts to his family. And she's like, Billy, I'm sorry, but st- your stepdad's not going to be coming home today. <laughs> no, but he was like a real father to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the guy who played that henchman is also in the second movie, even though he died in the first one. That's right. It's Stuart from Mad TV. Yes, it's Stuart. That's what I was going to say from yep. Mad TV. Yes. So, yeah. Right. Look what I can do. Look what I No. That's right. I forgot that he, he was in both of those. He's in, yeah. He's in the first two yeah. movies, even though, yeah, he died in the first one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, he's the guy, you know, stop, and then gets squished by the steamroller. Now, we talked about number two, but there, there is a number three. <laughs> I think that's Frau, isn't it? Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Oh, more. That's right. Mole, 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 mole. Just get it out of your system. <laughs> that was like, I'm watching that again, and I'm just like, how did he conceptualize the scene? Like, what know. is wrong with Mike Myers? Yeah. Like, where did he go where someone had some sort of facial thing that, and he was like, honey, that was all I could focus on all night. And she goes, you know what? You should turn that into something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because someone has to tell you to do that. Right. No one in their right mind goes, I got an idea. Like, just that whole thing where Austin just can't, like, he's just bursting to yell out the word mole, mole. because the mole has a mole on his face. <laughs> Just Fred Savage. Yeah, randomly Fred Savage. <laughs> That's right, and Mini-Me defects. Yeah. And yep. for some reason, dressed like Austin. Yeah. <laughs> even when the- even has the bad teeth. <laughs> yep, yeah. for some reason. And the hair and the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which, by the way, is one of my favorite scenes when they get on the, when they get on the under the sub or whatever, and they have to go get a um, physical done. Yeah. And they're like, well, we need to pretend that we're one well, person. Well, they have shadow gags in every, so, like you mentioned, Minnie yes. Me, when he gets revealed, it's a shadow gag. Right. To make him look full size. And it was obviously Mike Myers right. silhouette. And there was a. Felicity, um, in the second one, there's, there's a, a lot of vagina gag. with her getting nude. There was a shadow. Oh gag. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the shadow gag in the third one is they, they're like, they're doing oh, one of us, one of us exams. needs to get on each of uh, the other shoulders, you know? And of course the assumption in your mind is that, well, the little guy gets on top of the big guy's shoulders. No, yeah. <laughs> in no. Austin powers, they do the opposite. it's Austin getting on the little guy's he's, shoulders. Yeah. He's, they're doing Muppet man <laughs> with these little foot long legs, <laughs> little tiny legs the- in this huge bag. This huge coat. <laughs> I mean, oh, speaking of coats, in the first movie, when they're on the tram, it's it's Austin and uh, and uh, 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 Miss Kensington. Yes, and they go up and they're and they're taking the tour of the evil company that Number Two runs. Yes, right. and it's like, and over here is a you know oh, a restricted. Yes, it's right. like it's like secret restricted area with like beacon lights flashing and stuff. And you see a really tall guy, you see a, and a really, really fat tall guy. skinny dude, and a short. <laughs> really fat lady <laughs> yeah. come out of the secret entrance and go into the bathrooms. <laughs> they go in and two seconds later come out with completely normal size yeah, lab coats on. Yes, I know. Yeah, that fit them perfectly. I never I never appreciated that gag. There's so many things like that that are just so... Because there's so many things happening that it's almost like you can only absorb a right. couple, two out of three at right. a time. And I was like, that's funny. They just They just wanted to have... Ill-fitting lab coats be perfect fits. Because <laughs> it's an old trope, right? You, you knock out the guy and you put on his uniform. Yeah, so they're know. like, let's and make it, it so that it absolutely would not work and do it anyway. <laughs> it was just great. 
But yeah, he's got the big lab coat and they go in and the they're walking on the sub and this guy comes out who I recognize from other stuff, but I don't know what. And the guy comes like, he's like, hey, what do you think you're doing? You know, it's it's isn't henchman. That, isn't that Andy Dick? No, 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 it wasn't. Andy. I would Andy Dick would jump right off the screen in any circumstance <laughs> while doing a line of blow. Um, I didn't watch it today, but yeah, it was. Uh, and, and like, yeah, all the henchmen have to have their physicals today. So he has, <laughs> they go in and he goes behind. The oh, OK. Screen. I thought you were talking about the first one. No, when, back to the third one. Yeah, back yeah, to what we were talking right, about. Right. And they go behind the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they, they've, they're like trying to figure. Oh, no, there's two of us. That we just did a pee exam by he basically gives Mini Me who's strapped like it was underneath him. <laughs> he gives him apple juice and then he's just spitting it into the spitting cup. Into the cup. And the doctor turns around and just sees like just <laughs> urine just like spitting out of him. Spurting, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, they go dream. behind the screen to disrobe. The other guy comes in, sits down, and the shadow gag <laughs> is like instead of having a normal wang. Right. Oh, a, yeah. An entire hand. hand. hand for some reason, they've laid out a map and they're pointing at the map, and then the it looks Minimi's hand is coming out from his crotch. Yeah. So it looks like this guy <laughs> just standing back there with a hand coming out of his crotch, just moving all over the place. And this dude's eyeballs, you know, the guy yeah. watching his eyes are like tennis balls. And, and then, then when he picks up the apple, <laughs> yeah, picks up the apple. So he's was... eating an apple from his own wang and then so tosses dumb. it up and catches it in his hand and eats it. Yeah. His mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just, it just goes and goes. It's like, it's like strapped in you're not just gonna get this gag you're gonna be force fed this gag for the next couple minutes all the way to the point where he decides to unstrap mini me yeah. from him and it just right. looks, it looks like it looks like he's birthing him like he's pooping him out complete with the with the urine you know, bag or whatever that looks like he in umbilical cord yeah it looks like the umbilical cord which he just uh, he stands up and bites loose so that's the guy looks like the baby just stood up and bit off his own umbilical cord that's so dumb it was so dumb, <laughs> but they're like, we're we're committing, <laughs> strapping. It was happening. Oh, the shadow gags, yeah, every one of them. And that's the thing. Like every time they did it, they went a little bit further. Yeah, right. Because they're like, well, you know what's happening now? We're doing this thing, right? But we're gonna take it way further. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So ultimately. So ultimately. Ultimately, the best casting choice that they made was for shirtless fan T. Greg Greg Gungerberger. Greg was in this? Yes. I didn't even know this. He was when the satellite the satellite was flying over and they had the it said uh what did it say? Oh they had they were still Titans but the Oh and it says Tim. Yeah he was he was nice Greg that was a that's a smaller early Greg and they also had another heroes cast. Oh yeah Masioka yep yep it's not really Godzilla. Yeah yeah we'd have to pay for the copyright issues we cannot legally call it Godzilla yeah, oh, Masioka, who everybody thought he got to start on Heroes, because remember he was like a he was like a a graphics person at Lucas at Industrial Light Magic. Yeah, but yeah, I, he was in that. I, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No idea. It's like I mean, you go back and watch stuff like this now. It's like watching Band of Brothers and going, "Oh, look, every A list male celebrity was in That's this him. when they were younger." You're right. Nice. So yeah, but yeah, ultimately we find out. That Dr. Evil, although in the second one he claimed 
Oh, he was to be his father. dad. Yeah, yeah. We find out that it's his brother, <laughs> his twin brother. Yeah. See, that was the dumbest part to me. But I, I like. By the it. time you get to the third one, you're just like, you're okay, just, whatever. Yeah, you're just like whatever. <laughs> Take you wherever. But the whole flashback scene explaining why he was raised by that Belgian, what? Not Belgian. Yeah, the Belgian, the Belgian uh, couple, prostitute or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> who had webbed feet. Web, with webbed feet. With yes, feet. right. Yeah, all of that, which comes out during the father son like therapy group therapy sessions, where he gets up to talk about himself, and he just so matter of factly talks about the weirdest past yeah. ever, <laughs> as if it's you know your typical. Where my where my, they shaved ritualistically shaved my testicles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and anyone who hasn't tried, yeah. testicles, was, uh, I. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's with really uh, quite Princess free. Leia as the uh, therapist. Yes, yeah. Carrie Fisher. That's right. <laughs> she was the yeah. therapist. <clears throat> that that the whole thing at the end, it, explaining how they're brothers, which made sense why they were in school together at the yeah, same age, sure, right? And stuff. <laughs> and like, yeah, he just he <laughs> he's just he never reclaimed his son from the other people <laughs> who found him after the car exploded because he just they just made him so and evil. just random <laughs> randomly his name is Dougie yeah Dougie <laughs> <laughs> that's his name Dougie Powers I wonder if it's the um, implication there that you know his father gets around so maybe Fat Bastard and and Goldmember also illegitimate children all the people of mike my yeah yeah, i never thought of that but i love this head cannon (laughs) yeah there's there's my conspiracy theory (laughs) which by the way fat bastard is the end of the third movie they're walking walking out of the theater and there's skinny fat bastards standing there (laughs) my neck looks like a scrotum or whatever (laughs) vagina (laughs) but he's like He's like, I went on the subway diet. Like, <laughs> like jaded. <laughs> <laughs> Those are jokes that have aged even better. Poorly? No. Nope, <laughs> better? Even better. It's funnier now. Yeah. In hindsight, yeah. Yeah. Because that's an awful subject. It's a terrible which subject. Which makes the joke even worse and funnier. You know? Oh, my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good times had by all. All right. Best Austin Powers movie. Mike. Oh, for me, it's the first one because the first yeah, one. You said. Yeah, yeah, easily. The first I think one. so. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's things I love about all three of these. Mm-hmm. I think they're all brilliant in their own way. But it's, the first one, the first one just holds a special place in my heart because it was just I don't know. It was so unique and it was out of left field. It was out of left. Nobody field. was asking for it. Nope, not at all. There was. And, we didn't know there was a hunger. I mean, for in it. terms of a of, of a pure parody, I just I think it was just brilliantly done. Yeah, you know. Um, there aren't good parodies out there. Parody is a hard thing to do now it because is. comedy in general, what little there is what, no comedy that's nowadays. The thing, what little we get or what little we've got for the last twenty years is bordering on parody in and of itself. Like Anchorman. Yeah. Like the humor, the way they do humor is right on the line of parody. And it's even when it's not parodying anything in particular. Anchorman might be the last one that I actually found funny. Anchorman too. I mean, most of them are just Anchorman well, 2 Anchorman was probably was, the last one I really Yeah, did. Anchorman 2 is still funny. But um, after that, boy, I can't think of a, a comedy, so to speak, that I just... It's been a long time yeah. where a comedy has like stuck with me. Nobody's really trying to make anybody laugh anymore because it's, I, I don't know, too taboo? To Jokes are... Like, yeah, it's you wouldn't you would see an Austin right. Powers made right now. Oh, no. That, like, well, we, you could say that about almost any comedy. Yeah, that's the weird thing. It's like I'm watching this, and I'm like, 
I mean, it's obviously all satirical. Well, it's all it's all self-aware. It knows it's offensive. It's acknowledging that it's offensive, especially mm-hmm. in the first one with sure, right. with Miss Kensington mm-hmm. initially just disgusted by him. Mm-hmm. And it's not until she gets drunk and wants to get it on. And he's like, no, like she wants to kiss. He's like, no, I can't. I can't. You're drunk. It wouldn't be right. And you're like, whoa, he's actually got standards. <laughs> right. Like that's all in the first movie to acknowledge there is a right and a wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's OK. We're going to make fun of the wrong. And I don't think people are prepared to accept. Well, I think people in general are, but I think there's a, well, a loud number of people who aren't prepared to accept. Part that of now. it is entertainment has changed so much yeah. with between not going to the cinema anymore, everything streaming, and yeah. everybody's. I, I mean, I mean, for better or worse, a comedy was better at the movie theater when everybody's laughing. Sure, unless you have a group of friends over. True, is it going to ring as right? Hard? Yeah, probably not as yeah, much. Well, and everybody's into the the superhero stuff, and everybody's into the. Like the really heavy streaming TV shows now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah, when I rewatched the first Austin Powers, that was kind of like it didn't hit this hard the second time. But if time, Mike had been next to you cackling, it would have been. Yeah, it would have made <laughs> a world of difference. No, I would have. You're right. I think you're hitting on something when you're in a theater and you're surrounded by a bunch of people and strangers laughing. who are sharing the same right. enjoyment that you are. It amplifies. It, it absolutely does. Howie, what's your favorite one? The first, first one. one yeah. yeah, Garrick. Yep. Okay, what's everybody's <laughs> second favorite one? The second one. Yeah, I'm, I'm the second oh, one. Oh, why? Spy, who, Spy who shagged me. No, it's not. It's definitely not. And if you, if Dude, you it's even more... look at the ratings, the second one rates higher. Oh, wait. See, higher. I didn't know that. On the audience yeah. score. The, the I audience mean, score. Garrick, you got to admit, the second one's more quotable than the third one. Not that the third one is bad. I like the I third one. The third one had more story. Second one, I. it's hard for me to get through. Yeah, the really? third one had more story. The second one had more of the quotable gags, Mm -hmm. but the third one, like between like Dr. Evil's not even the bad guy for part of it because he's incarcerated and doing his hard knock life video in prison, you know, (laughs) and, you know, it's it's gold member who's kind of the bad guy. But then it's all of them working together and you get the backstory with them as kids and you get the whole father arc. Like there's a lot of story in the third one, Mm -hmm. but the second one had feels more the second one's still trying to do part of what the first one did the third one is just straight up just satirizing everything they've ever done yeah they're making fun of themselves they're making fun of everything i like the third one a little more okay and yeah that's the correct answer (laughs) but i don't i don't i don't i'm gonna say it's hard to get through the second one the second one has less guffaws but the introduction of mini me that alone oh yeah kind of carries the second one i enjoyed the second one almost exactly as much as the third yeah. one. I think the third one edges it out for me. Yeah. See, to me, by the time you get to the third one, it's, I mean, again, there's some great gags in there when we've mentioned all of them, but mm-hmm. um, by the third one, it just almost felt played out mm-hmm. at that point, which, by the way, a fourth one, there's been discussion of a fourth one since 2008, by the way, mm-hmm. all the way up to just like a few weeks ago, yeah. where Mike Myers was on a talk show and they asked him. Because again, he's come out of hiding. The, after the love guru, the dude, other than showing up to record Shrek lines, has been off well, the Shrek, grid. And then he just re- most recently did the Pentaver on Netflix, which I still haven't watched, which is unbelievable because I'm such a huge Soy Mary. Uh, yeah, fan. it's OK. I think I told you guys I yeah. watch it. It's OK. It's, That's well, all I'm looking whatever. for. I just yeah. watched three Austin Powers movies in the same day, yeah. dude. It was all right. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't think it's going to happen. His excuse most recently has been that he's raising kids now and it's just not in the well, cards. Yeah. 
blah, blah, blah. That's so. what happens with a lot of comedians. But I feel like these three movies said everything that needed to be said. I think a fourth one would be a mistake, in my opinion. So where does this rank on the AFI 100? <laughs> one million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might be on the top comedy list. I don't know. I haven't checked. It is, and yeah, it's in the top five hundred. I don't know where, it, but it. I just read this today, so that's how I know this. I don't think it matters. The no, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. Well, it, comedies are I so. I think we proved that list doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it's comedies hit people differently. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, and part so, of it, part of it is just when you see it too, right? I mean. Oh when, yeah. When what we see, are you in? Who are you? When with? you see what it, what happened a, at work that day? When you see it in your your teens and twenties, even yeah, maybe into your thirties. Yeah. I mean, those were those are when things hit you the most. I feel like. Well, yeah, it's the same reason why anything with like a dad kid struggle makes Mike cry. <laughs> Wouldn't have been the same when he was 19 years old. No, right. Yeah. Correct. Those yeah. things hit me more now. I like It's a man. Wonderful Life back then, but for totally different reasons that I like it yes. now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a comedy is definitely something that changes dramatically mm-hmm. based on what mood you're in. When you find a comedy that can pull you into where it wants you, that is a very special thing. Austin Powers is not that for me. No, 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 no. no. You, you got to kind of be in yeah. that space. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou is that for me i can start that movie in any mood 10 minutes in i'm right where i need to be to enjoy it like i always have it pulls me in there it's like the godfather i may be kind of hyperactive mood back when you I think, think you start in the middle of any of those movies yeah. and you're fine you i think start- you meant to say the fifth element not the godfather yeah there you get go. to the godfather, now you're talking my language you misspoke there and i'm all hyperactive <laughs> and i'm like oh man it's been a great day boom beat about a bang boom and then the godfather's on and i'm like i want it's time to get down i want to slip my wrist we're gonna go no <laughs> no godfather great shot no it is Shit. it is good i'm just so anyway, yeah, awesome powers four. I don't think you it should happen, and I don't think it should happen. Win ion, man. Win ion. Win it. Win the ion. And on that note, <laughs> which but you no do sense. bring up a good point when you mentioned uh, when you mentioned Bill and Ted because that was well done. If there's enough time, I mean, there hasn't been as much time, but close. I you know it it, it really would depend on what direction they took it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if so, if, the, the if they could take it in a direction that Ted, I just is unexpected. Bill and Ted, whatever the last one was called, face the music. Face the music. I knew it was something. The music. Um, that was not at all tongue in cheek about being a Bill and Ted sequel, any more than the first two movies were tongue in cheek. It was the exact same. I just didn't know where they could take the. I mean, because. The first and second one had set up such a, a certain universe and a certain expectation. So the third one was unexpected and well done, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine. And this is why they don't pay me the big bucks to produce these movies. But it's hard for me to imagine what Awesome Powers 4 could if be it's, and if still it's be entertaining. Just the same, Nowadays, I don't know why they pay anybody the big bucks. <laughs> to produce movies. If it's the same gags, that'd be tough. Yeah, yeah right. I don't. It, I, but it, that's the other thing. The first three movies amped it up this next one would have to do something different something and, to acknowledge i mean i hate to say this but how do you do it without Vern troyer too yeah well yeah. that's hard that would be really that's really hard. rough yeah that'd be a real trick Vern troyer was <laughs> literally one of a kind 
Yeah. Get Dana Carvey. Just get Dana Carvey. <laughs> Dana Carvey to be just Vern Just shrink him down, poor green screen. <laughs> yeah. Get like, Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, Danny DeVito just takes over. Perfect. Oh, see, this is why we keep Garrick on staff. Because he comes up with the This is the why gems. we pay Garrick the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big bucks. Well, maybe Austin Four is you just bring in Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, Danny DeVito, movie. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> you just make that movie. There you go. I'm done. Done. I'm showing up for that. Gwyneth Paltrow as Dixie Normus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Normus. <laughs> don't, don't. The fun, you know, when it comes to those gags, <laughs> they're not, they're not doing it any more obviously than the source material that they're making fun of. <laughs> oh, there's, I know. There's a movie called Octopussy. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. A movie. The name of the movie. From like the 70s. Yeah. Or eight pussies. Eight of them. Eight. Or like an eight-armed one. I don't know. Eighteen. Oh, very confusing. <laughs> yeah. And so like all they're doing... Is making fun of exactly what, for yes. some reason, society made an exception at the time and said, it's okay because it's this. And here comes like Myers. He goes, no, it wasn't. So I'm going to show you exactly how. <laughs> Anyhow, speaking of things not being okay, thank you for joining us for another Holy episode cow, of Fly yeah. Casual. This was a big episode. I know. Who knew that Austin Powers would pull it on? Well, I long? think what Austin Powers 4 should be named is Decca Pussy. <laughs> Deca pussy. Ooh, what about Dodeca pussy? Oh, oh man, oh. getting too many. Mm-hmm. Too many. <laughs> no, there's no, no such thing. There's no such. <laughs> don't you say. Don't you say it. Don't you do it. Thank you for joining us. Won't you run out wherever you get your podcast, wherever you download this episode? Give us a nice little review. Give us a thumbs up. Whatever. Good rating. So we can reach more listeners just like you. And join us on Discord by going to betterkind.com, clicking on the Discord link, and join us on our Discord server. And click the bell. Yeah, ring the oh. bell, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Leave a comment because it helps uh. the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> you never hear people say that. You can send them to YouTube. You never hear you never hear people <laughs> say that jokingly. People will say ring the bell, subscribe as a joke. But everyone always says seriously and leave a comment because it helps with the algorithm. <laughs> I hear that all the time now. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, relax. Just say leave a comment. Just, <laughs> we don't include the algorithm. Anyway, leave a comment because I want to make money. Yeah, yeah, we got. We need to get seen. When's the last time we put something on the YouTube channel? Eight years oh, ago, man. Yeah. About that long. A couple, a couple right. years at least. Dodeca years ago. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to start posting stuff on there again without making it be a huge time suck. Yeah, right. It's, I remember I, back when Mike used to do short clips from the show mm-hmm. and then like add like images that were relevant to what we were saying mm-hmm. in the background. I, I enjoyed it, but it just took up too much it time. It does. It's a it big takes, investment. It takes too much time. We need, we need to I make really, some money so we can pay someone to do I do that. appreciate YouTubers who do that oh, for a man. living. I, I don't, I don't it's a living. They, yeah. No, it's yeah, a it living. Is. It's yeah, not right. It's not a hobby. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so anyhow, thank you for joining us. Suck it if you want that kind of content. Or, you know, volunteer. <laughs> I'd love to provide it. Yeah. yeah. You can volunteer. Yeah. We, we, we're, taking, we're accepting taking applications yeah, right now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, please send them to Sancho at Panda.com. <laughs> this is his own domain. Yeah. Yeah. He owns wow. Panda.com. Panda Express has been banging on that man's door. I know. We'll give you million. They want to pay him the big bucks, and he's like, nope, nope, I'm doing this out of principle. That's right. And 
Sancho was a principled man. I'm he just is. saying. That, that but he is not a principal. He's not a principal, but he's a principled man. Yes. <laughs> Wait, is that principal like P-A-L or P-L-E? P-L-E and P-A-L. Anyway, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. 99. Over there's Howie. Pal or Pell? Mm-hmm. Over there's Garrett. Pal or what? Pro- propeller powered. Oh. Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> propeller powered jelly. Buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. 